Episode 236, and this is the Buzzkill Podcast, where tonight we stock up on Joe Cole and Doritos 3Ds and attempt to stop world domination from a guy in bondage gear and a loincloth. In. Getting. Toasty! <laughs> you did it that time. <laughs> that was, I still feel like it. it's supposed to be higher. And you still, <laughs> and you still, despite, oh, here's a peek behind the curtain, we did the intro <laughs> twice because Mike thought he sounded weird the first time. Still sounded weird the second time. Yeah, it did. It did. It's trying to change it up, you know? A little turn oh, over a new leaf here. I thought it was just because you were out of practice and you were... It could be that, too. Flying back in and just, like, really overcompensating. It is episode 236. <laughs> oh, God. Well, what's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And, Jim, do you remember... All Mortal Kombat things aside, do you remember Doritos 3Ds? Yeah, aren't they still a thing? I don't think so, unless they came back. Oh, no, you know what I'm thinking of? There's there's those new Cheetos, uh, like... Like I, 3D I, I Cheetos? They were like a three, I thought they were called Cheetos 3Ds. They're like a, a Cheeto like puff thing. It's like okay. they took, you know the Cheeto sort of waffle-shaped thing? Yeah, yeah. They took that and they puffed it out. Okay. Well, the Doritos 3D it's is like really they soaked triangle. it in water and then let it dry under a heat lamp, and then it's... <laughs> <laughs> probably tastes like it. Yeah, too. I remember. Yeah, Doritos 3D. Doritos 3D were essentially just Doritos, except for they they bubble them, right? Yeah, yeah. They're like they're like like puffy triangles, basically. Yeah. You know what? I honestly, I can't say that I ever bought a bag of them. Oh, though. they were so good, dude. Those and Butterfinger BBs used to be my jam. Ooh, Butterfinger BBs. Day. I can get Hell down yeah. on I can get down Hell on Hell yeah, sir. See, um, you're one step away from fucking uh, malt balls at that point. I know that they're a totally different flavor profile. They're completely but di- No, malt balls are you, disgusting. Listen, dude. Whoppers are good. And no, uh, they're I've not. I've said this on the show before that I'm going to reteach you how to eat a Whopper. <laughs> no, because you... you your deal was never that you didn't like the taste of Whoppers. It was the fact that you didn't like how they got stuck in your teeth and stuff. And yeah, I said it's because gross. you it's because you were eating them improperly. I also think that. And I if you're going to talk about just... something gets stuck in your teeth, dude, Butterfingers get stuck in your teeth. No, so I bad. I will agree with you, but the flavor more than makes up for the here, uh, discomfort. No, no, no. no, it's not discomfort. Here's the it thing, is, though. though. No, here's the thing. Butterfingers getting stuck in your teeth is one of the best part about Butterfinger. What? Totally. No way. Yeah. How it gets like no. impacted in your molars and then you have oh, to kind of like. Oh, God. No, and then it's you have to kind of like pick it out. <laughs> You're giving me seriously the chills <laughs> thinking about it because it's one of the most disgusting feelings ever. No, it's and so Whoppers, good. it just tastes like you're chewing on on sidewalk chalk oh no, dude yes. you haven't you haven't once you them. get past once you get past a little chocolatey outside layer it's just sidewalk chalk <clears throat> and milk <laughs> dehydrated chalk and milk that's you it you haven't eaten you haven't eaten them properly this, I, is, this is a joke this is a joke <laughs> you're a joke <laughs> Uh, what are we 
talking oh my about? God. <laughs> I don't know, man. You're 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 getting down on me for my candy choices again, apparently. Fine. Well, were, were you okay. at least a Jolt okay. Cola kid? Who, who, oh, hold on. I haven't even be, <laughs> I haven't even I haven't even begun to shame you for your candy chases for your candy choices. Whose favorite candy bar is a zero bar? <laughs> Dude, it's so good. That's gross, dude. It's so good. It's nougat, white chocolate, oh, caramel. Come on, God. caramel. Come on, dude. All right, Listen, a poll, I'll, I'll a poll eat. right now for people for people who know good candy on either side of the aisle here. Zero bar or Whoppers? Pick one, bro. There is a we reason. You put this up on you, Twitter. The Twitterverse should. Uh, there's a should reason that you don't this. see zero bars at the checkout. Yes, you do. No. Yes, you do. Where are you shopping? 1984? <laughs> Where are you hey. shopping that you see a zero bar? <laughs> they have them. And then I remember... Go to, go, the one... to, go, to, go to any like liquor store, dude. I remember the one time you're like, oh, we were living at the harbor still, I think, and you're like, oh, fuck yeah, zero bar. And I go, what? And you go, yeah, it's fucking zero bar, dude. And I go, is that the thing in the silver wrapper? Like the... Not even... It's not silver. It's not, it's not awesome in silver like uh, Three Musketeers wrapper. It's gray. It's yeah, a, it's it's a matte silver. It's yeah. in a gray. Don't no. Don't try and don't don't try and church it up by saying matte silver. <laughs> it it's, is. It's, it's not silver. It's not shiny. It's gray. It's it's a, it's a matte silver. <laughs> it re, the color of the color of the wrapper of a zero bar reflects the soul of the person who eats it. Gray well, and dead. And the fine. and the name of a zero bar reflects. The fucking personality of the people who eat it. Zero. Oh, you suck, dude. But it's funny that you say soul because that actually reminds me of what I was thinking. The wrapper of Zero Bar actually looks like the pair of Airwalk shoes that I had in high school. They were gray Airwalks with the white logo. Oh, dude. You know what I'm talking about? See, now that I can get down with. See, the Zero Bar is like the candy bar equivalent of my favorite footwear. <laughs> I had a pair of... I had a pair of... um and I, I I found them finally on the internet like two weeks ago because I I had tried to find them before and I could never find them, and I always thought they were called the uh, <clears throat> the torch eggplant airwalks, the eggplant torch. I was getting were they, it wrong. Were they it was purple. It was yeah. It was the eggplant scorch, and that's why I was always mm. getting it wrong. They were black with a with a black sole, and then they had like blue and purple and teal flames on them. Ooh. And they were dope as fuck. God, scorch is such a '90s word too. <laughs> it really, is. it really is. You know what else? You know, you know, you know what you were probably doing while wearing your scorched Airwalks? What? Playing fucking Mortal Kombat, James. Dude, nice, nice segue. <laughs> Bringing it back. On that note, the fuck you got going on this week? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, we're gonna. T- are we gonna talk about what we have going on this week already? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why not? It's changing up the format of the show, but whatever. No, okay. no, I meant you, not like what oh, we're what, doing. Oh, what do I have going on this week? I don't, I don't have shit going on, dude. It's still COVID. Life sucks. Everything's awful. On the bright side, though, we got like two weeks. Two, yeah, weeks, two weeks, and we're gonna be back and you're back in business. You're fully vaccinated now, right? I got my, uh, I got my second, uh, my second. Your second... microchip uh, shot thingamajig whatever joke you want to make about it uh, i am fully assimilated into the machine you at are this point. you're part of our you're part of our culture now however our culture. i didn't i didn't get quite as bad of side effects as you guys all did apparently mine lasted 24 hours just mm-hmm. like 
pretty much what happened with my wife. Same thing happened with John. Same thing happened with Jesus fucking Christ, Brian. You last 24 hours with your wife? Yeah. That sounds yeah. boring. <laughs> Damn right. Dude, Sting. <laughs> that doesn't Sting even sound ta- fun. <laughs> no. Sting would talk about uh, his tantric sex sessions with his wife. When they would have tantric sex for like seven or eight hours. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, that sounds awful. And now you know what that song SOS is about. He's sending a fucking SOS <laughs> to get him the fuck out of there. <laughs> um, Makes it, perfect that sense, does, right? That, just doesn't, that, doesn't sound, that doesn't sound great to me at all. Except no, it, for, it sounds except awful. Except for people who are like into tantric sex claim that the whole thing basically is orgasmic, which I think is just bullshit. No. You're, okay, you're, fine. Okay, okay, fine. New topic. How exhausting would it be to be <laughs> orgasming for 24 hours straight? <laughs> oh, man. Like, can oh, you imagine, dude, can you imagine ever, if your leg fell asleep and you had pins and needles for 24 hours straight? That would be weird. I don't know why, I don't know why I'm using that as the... Uh, as like the the, the example. Well, no, but. let's just go back to orgasms. Have you ever seen those people who have like chronic orgasms? Where they which sounds cool on the surface, right? But it's like <laughs> it's debil- it's debilitating. There's there was a show that I watched where uh I think they followed three or four people who just had this like it's a neurological mm-hmm. disorder where you just like randomly orgasm. Hey, how you doing? My name's Mike. Oh, <laughs> oh God! Be, oh, they'd be like, "It's nice to meet you." They'd be like, "They'd be like in the middle of a conversation, and they just just stop, <laughs> <laughs> and then like, and they'd be, and, and the interview would be like, "Is it? Is it? Is it happening right now?" And the, the person it's would be happening. like, "It's kind of fucking. It's kind of private, <laughs> you know." Like, <laughs> is it happening right now? Describe it to me. We'd have to if if that was you, you'd have to get one of those diapers that fucking Brian puts on his dogs. Well, that's the thing is like <laughs> if if I guess if you're a woman and it happens, then yeah, I guess you'd still have the same issues with like uh, just making an absolute mess all the time. <laughs> that would suck, dude. And well, the yeah, guy, some, like the... some women are like goddamn sprinklers, dude. Yeah, yeah, water slides. And the the uh, <laughs> um, but the guy like the the guys like the guy that they interviewed, I felt so bad for him because he's like, I can't do anything, I can't go anywhere, I can't. It would be the worst. I can't. I can't keep friends because nobody wants to be around a dude who's just coming in his pants all the yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's it's true. Damn, so does that mean that they have talking so about that some also, weird shit tonight? What's up? We're talking about some weird shit tonight. Oh, hey man, we're we're, like we're, we're we're switching formats. This is like the Dr. Drew show, <laughs> only it's like the 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 Dr. Do show. Why do you even try these things? Stuff. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> I guess you you saved it a little bit, but So, it's okay. Here's the thing though. If if you're if you're constantly coming all the time, does that mean that you you have like a constant erection all the time too? I don't think so. Or is it just coming out all flaccidy acidy? Like I think so. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Well, and you're not you're not doing it all the time. It's like it, he would, like the dude would have like thirty of them a day or something like that. Okay. Well, it's not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of bad. It's kind of bad. And eventually, so anyway, I think your your tank would probably run dry after a while too. I imagine it would. It would. Eventually, you just kind of 
Oh, I kid. I kid. Jesus. Just, uh, it's just dust. <laughs> dust in the wind. You'd, you'd, look like, you'd look like that kid from Charlie Brown who's got the dust cloud around him all the time. <laughs> what the hell's or the name? kid from Powder. Pig pen. You're just white. <laughs> <laughs> Gross, dude. Uh, so anyway, uh, all of that to say, yes, I got my second COVID shot. Oh, and good. In, uh, <laughs> and in two weeks, um, seemingly two weeks, we're going to be uh, back in person, I think, Ooh. right? I mean, we're still both going to be pretty careful about what we do, but we trust each other. Neither one of us really do much of anything to be exposed anyway. Oh, for the record, I do not trust you, but... Oh, well, that's upsetting because I trust you, but... Oh, well, you you shouldn't. (laughs) You don't know what I do on a day-to-day basis. Hey, listen, the the only people that I see on a daily basis are, well, I guess work people, but I see people who are connected to J-Raj. Yeah. And if that family is not trustworthy, I don't know what is. I've you know never, what I'm saying? I've never trusted any of them. No. Well. So, you know. You I can't put, help you You put your own life in your hands, though. You know? I am. You do. I you. am, James. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's all I got going yeah, on. Yeah, anyway, yeah. There's there's not a whole lot going on this week. It's just, uh, like I said, it's COVID times. It's boring. It's COVID, it's COVID times. It's COVID times. Think about, think about how much stuff we're going to do when it's no longer COVID times. And like, yeah, I, I, seven years from now, it's gonna be awesome. I, I think I, I think I mean that half joking because even when it's not COVID times, we don't do that much. <laughs> you know what? I feel I, like I'm gonna want to though. Like I'm gonna want to live my life more. I so. realize how much that I did do because we used to always joke about how much we didn't do, but then I'm realizing now that we can't do anything, how much we did do. Right. You know, right. like it was not more than we ever thought that it was. Right. Um, you know, distance makes the heart grow fonder. And we are we are very distanced from stuff. Yeah. And my heart is fond as fuck right now. It really is. I'm fond <laughs> for you, James. I'm fond for you. Thanks, bud. You know whose life didn't change, though? Who's that? Fucking Brian. Fucking Brian? Not at all. His COVID has been <laughs> par for the course for that for that dude. And I, I think I've said it to his face, so I don't mind saying it here. <laughs> He didn't do shit before COVID, and he's not doing uh, nope. shit now. Nope. All right. Um, I still love him, though, despite all of his, just all of his bastard ways. Um, what? No, what? nothing. I'm just saying, I'm oh. I, I, not sure that I do love him, that's all. Oh, okay. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> let's be honest. All right. Let's, uh, <laughs> speaking of God's mistakes, let's move on to some corrections. <laughs> stupid! You're so all right, James, uh, we do have some corrections this week, unlike oh, last no. week. You know, see, when I'm not playing second fiddle, I don't get to correct things on the fly. No. Sheila's works. I should be a producer. Vito should be on the show every week. I'm telling you. And then you just kind of it's be the quiet? the way it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Plays would go up. That sounds Viewerships great. would go up. Yeah. You'd, like, get chicks running up to you on the street asking you to sign their boobs because you're, like, a famous podcaster. That's What uh, a life. It's actually kind of my life right now. Oh, oh, is it? Yeah. What do they What do they know you from? Uh, mostly when I come over to your parents' house for dinner. I I stopped after you said come. <laughs> uh, I was implying right, that it was of, your mom. S- speaking of corrections, you leave my mother out of this. <laughs> um, apparently, we never actually had chasing ghosts from Epic Brewery on the show before. I don't believe that. 
I could have sworn that we did too, but I look back into my uh, my Rolodex because I keep track of all the stuff. We never had it. Apparently, maybe we've talked about it a lot before. No, like maybe it's one that we've kept on the back burner. No, but it's not on my list. No, I'm I'm choosing to believe. I don't know why Arnold got brought into this, but. I'm choosing to believe that we uh, never had it. I, d- I don't believe that. I'm actually going to spend the next week finding it. Because I, I, no, I, I know do. for a fact, dude, that we've had it. Yes. Please do. We have. Um, let's see here. Um, you said you were talking about the hybrid of introverts and extro- extroverts. Oh, yeah. On, uh, on Twitter or whatever. Were they yeah. called ambiverts? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Tell so that, that term's is. been around for a while. It's not okay. like a new. It's not a new thing. I think it's just gained popularity. Though. Yeah, they they might be trying to take it over the fucking Gen Zers. Oh, those bastards! But uh, ambivert apparently is a cross between the two, aka being a normal fucking person. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Stop. You just want to be called something. Yeah. If you're not an introvert or you're not an extrovert. You're just normal. You're just a normal person <laughs> you're, you're, who likes smack to, in the middle. <laughs> you like to do some things sometimes, and other times you don't. Yeah. You're just a fucking normal person. <laughs> welcome, stop. Welcome. Stop trying to. Why is everybody all about titles these days? I hate it. Welcome you to don't the need club. A fu- you don't need a fucking title for everything. Yeah. yeah welcome to no. the club. Welcome to Earth. Okay. Welcome to- uh, season four of Stranger Things will not be the last season i was mistaken so i could have sworn that they had said this earlier on and that's maybe where i got it from (laughs) however as of august of 2020 the duffer brothers have either walked that back or clarified that they know what the end is going to be and it is not going to be season four cool i could have sworn they said before that they they, that that's what it was perhaps the pandemic changed things Mm. but uh mm-hmm. yeah so season four is not going to be the end who knows Good. i like that i'd be okay with honestly i would be okay with stranger things being like a bi-yearly season where the kids all grow significantly between stories yeah and it's them kind of coming back right instead of it being this big progressive story like i kind of like the idea of kind of jumping through time a little bit you know like every couple years revisit them yeah i don't kind of cool wanna, i I'm too... I don't want to wait two years for another season, though, you know? Yeah, but there's so much other stuff to watch. There is a lot of other stuff, I suppose. There is. And um, last thing that I have here, James Wan was, in fact, born in Kuching, Malaysia. You were correct, sir. So that makes me right. Oh, hey, look at that. Cool. You were correct. I I, I cede to you. Oh, thank you. You cede on me? What? (laughs) You just got seated, soldier. <laughs> this is this has so far been maybe one of the stickiest episodes we've had. <laughs> All right, James. Speaking of getting sticky, what are we drinking this week? <laughs> I don't know why we're getting sticky, this is, but this is why our plays are going down and why we can't get sponsorships. You know that, right? That's why. That's it's, <laughs> it's the constant semen jokes. Oh, all right. <laughs> Well, I so we're just not looking for the right sponsorships then. Mm, you're like right. we like we could probably we could probably get a sponsorship from Blue Chew or something like that. Ooh, lifestyles or uh, or Ro, uh, Roman get Roman. Is that the name of that? Blue I Chew thought that was and, the hair pill. Blue Chew and get Roman are both. Uh, oh, I co- thought Roman. I thought, I thought Roman was the hair loss pill. No, that's uh, Hims. 
<laughs> I got among, you. among I got many you. others. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, I'm pretty sure Roman is for getting your D hard. <laughs> <laughs> All I, have right, a hard so. I have a good hard D when I'm when I'm uh, when I'm when I'm speaking <laughs> though. You know, like like hey, I, I walked through the doorway. You know, like a really hard consonant. Walk, walk through that door. <laughs> What's up, dude? Hey, I talked to Brian today. He was really dumb. You know, dude. You gotta, you gotta undude. You gotta hit it on both of the D's, dude. What's up, dude? What's up, dude? Dude. Uh, I knew a person named uh, dude. Their last name was Duda. 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 It's a shitty name to grow up with. <laughs> All right. So this week we're talking. We're doing a. We we went. Uh, we went triple header. Mortal Kombat from 1995. Uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh, yes. <laughs> Mike's personal favorite. <laughs> I have reasons. I have <laughs> reasons. That's all I'm saying. From 1997. And, uh, of course, Mortal Kombat from 2021, the brand new one. Uh, so we got some new stuff coming in hot. Heavy spoiler alerts this coming is, uh, up. So. This is like a, a rarity where we're doing more than two films, but it's sort of like the entire retrospective in one contained little episode. Totes. totes. I even watched part of that Legacy uh, series. Well, look at you. Not the entire thing, though. Yo, I ran out of time. You old such and such. Yeah, I know. All right. So to go with that, we've got Stone Scorpion Bowl IPA. Scorpion. Scorpion being, you know, uh, one of the pivotal characters in the Mortal Kombat universe. And technically, Vito is still with us this week because this was a suggestion by Mr. Vito. Oh, thanks, Vito. And I was able to find it here in uh, Michigan. I kind of wish Vito was on this episode because I feel like he would have had some fun stuff to talk about on this one. You just wish he was here because you don't like talking to me, James. That is also true. Stone Scorpion Bowl IPA. A punch to the stinger. <laughs> For this ale to... A Jesus, this is long... All right, here we go. <clears throat> For this ale to have landed in your hands, it has survived a rather exotic journey. It began as these things do, far, far away in an untamed land where desert isles and seafaring traders, caravans alike, evoke dreams of purple sands and mysterious flora. Swallow so world. Yeah, exactly, yeah, totally. Swallowed and hidden by fathom upon fathom of never-ending sea. This is poetry. <laughs> and so it was there where the ancient ritual drums could be heard past the tropic sands and deep in the jungle that we found the recipe sealed with a scorpion's kiss. Midnight poetry whispered on the breeze of this mystical libation. My moon and my sun, my fairest one, a liquid dream of delight to awaken in the night. It is also warned, however, that betwixt the ripples... <laughs> Fuck, this is awesome. This is so awesome. <laughs> you, hit, you hit betwixt, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, anybody who used betwixt on a beer bottle, I'm, I'm so down with that. Uh, it is also warned, however, that betwixt the ripples of the scorpion bowl, mingled midway on the waves, one can hear the wailing of a lamenting lover, lost to the ancestral voices, measureless to mankind, and here you stand seeking kismet, Weird that they put a Yiddish word in there all of a sudden. <laughs> Answering love's command. 
you've gotten this far and find yourself wandering if scorpions indeed do kiss as true as the stars and the moon. Yes, yes, they do. With bittersweet tropical poetry, they kiss just for you. <laughs> this is like Mortal Kombat as told by William Shakespeare. Yeah, that was fucking That's awesome, what this was. dude. That was Because awesome. every time you said Scorpion's Kiss, I'm just thinking of uh, in the first Mortal Kombat movie where he rips his, his face off and it's that sweet, uh, like, army of darkness skull. It's just <laughs> yeah. like, ay, 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 and shooting, <laughs> shooting fire. Like, that's the Scorpion's Kiss. <laughs> um, this beer better be as good as that, uh, as that uh, write-up. It probably won't be, but uh, I think I'm, I think in the history of our show, five years, that might be my favorite write-up. I mean, it was good. I might, I might, I might have somebody do that in calligraphy and fucking put it on my wall in a Ooh, frame. Tattoo it on your ass. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> mm. Oh, it's good. It's quite good. It's good. Mm. Let's take um. It's a very smooth, very creamy IPA. Is but it really? In, in a, but really, like sharply, sharply hopped too. You know, it is, but it's not. It, it not it in a bad way. Not. It doesn't cut you in the mouth though. You know what I'm saying? Like, like some hops are like really sharp, sort yeah. of on your taste buds. It's not. Like you get the hoppy flavor, but it's not like tongue punching you. You know. Hmm. It's got like a. It's a little bit bitter too. Yeah, it's a little bitter, a little bitter on the finish. It's dare I say, dare I dare, say, dare you? We're this just, is we, kind uh, of every really great flavor profile that we like in beer, kind of in one bottle. The one thing that I would, I would maybe want a little more of is like a little, a little tiny bit more of like a, a like a fruity tone to it. I get that, but this isn't a fruity beer, though. Like to, just, to me, I'm just I get what you're saying. I like, a you're saying. Of, like a lot of, like a lot of, like a lot of citrusy well, sort of. Maybe yeah, we're used to ha- hazy. Kind of feel. We're yeah. used to hazy IPAs these days because we drink yeah. so many damn so so damn many of them that like that little yeah citrusy undertone. I'm I can missing see that. it, you know. But this I can, is good. I'm not missing it, but I can see how it would make it better. Put it that this, way. But as far as scorpion, like the scorpion's kiss, that's. Mm-hmm. That's pretty. I mean, it's called Scorpion Bowl IPA, but like the Scorpion's Kiss. It's delicious. Yeah, that's what you're feeling on your tongue is that Scorpion's Kiss. Yeah, if you guys can find this uh, Stone's Scorpion Bowl IPA, this is uh, this is a top shelfer, I think. It's a punch to the stinger. Seven point five percent alcohol by volume. Oh, great. Seven point five is not bad. Eh, that's I've already bad. had three beers, so. Oh <laughs> well, all right then. <laughs> I, like I was on a, I was on a sour kick today when I was out searching for uh, this particular beer. Did you get some sea quench? Um, I actually got a grab bag with a whole bunch of different sours. So yeah. not only that, but I'm mixing four different beers. So oh, good. I'm going to feel great tomorrow. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's what we're drinking. <laughs> that's what we're talking about. Let's get into the. All right, James. Yes. Uh, you know what? You know what goes really, really good with uh, a delicious beer like we have in front of us? What? The news that nobody fucking died. Oh. I was Again, hoping you, like, I was hoping you were going to be more distasteful than that. <laughs> no, sorry. No <laughs> stiffs. Goes with no good st- beers. 
dead people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in fairness, I mean, isn't the funeral like a, a good place to have a good beer? A funeral's a great place to have a good beer. It really is. It's a celebration of life, really. Yeah, but you know? also a good place to have a good beer is like a carnival, and you're not celebrating dead people at a carnival, right? Well, depends on the carnival. And I got a car... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Touche. I mean, that's fair. Um, okay, well, here's a dead guy. Um, Marvel uh, Marvel and Sony's Morbius, right? Because Morbius is a vampire, and he's dead. Uh, he's right, undead. James? He's undead, you prick. Okay, fine. You know what? Potato, unpotato. Um, okay, so Morbius is a movie that has, uh, it's been bounced around a lot because uh, of COVID and all that kind of stuff. And we do have a new uh, release date for Morbius. This is the Jared Leto vehicle of him playing the undead, not Joker, thank God. Um, it was originally supposed to be released in March of 2021, and then it had a release date of January 21st of 2022. It's been pushed back just by a, a hair, by a week, and it is now going to release in January 28th of 2022. Being that this movie, I'm fairly certain, is done, I'm yeah. kind of surprised that they're not just trying to release it, yeah. you know? Especially since box office box offices are starting to come back now. Yeah, I never get. Um, I never. I don't. I don't understand the inner workings of this this shit and why they choose to do what they do. Yeah, it's it's weird. I don't really get it either. Um, you know, with with uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Sorry. Yeah. Ooh, there it is. <laughs> Work it out. Um, with Godzilla versus Kong, you know that movie blew up the box office for the first time in a long, long, long time. Yeah. Um, and then dare I say with the, one of the movies we're talking about today, Warner brothers with, uh, uh, mortal Kombat was another huge success. And I actually think Kong versus Godzilla was also Warner brothers. So they're kind of killing the game right now. Just slaying it. But, um, I'm kind of surprised though, that they're not trying to push these movies that are like already finished up, you know, yeah. just get them out, move on, whatever. It might also but, be because there are they're aware of other movies that are coming out around the same time. I mean, maybe, but that's a long time between now and then, you know. You'd think though that like you'd be pretty confident in a Marvel uh title though. You know. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I guess. I don't know. Well, hey, on the opposite end of the spectrum, though, on the opposite end of the spectrum, another movie that had gotten bumped like crazy was Escape Room 2, Adam Robitaille's follow-up to the first Escape Room. Um, It was originally bumped all the way to January 7th, 2022. Uh, However, it's been pushed up now crazy to July 16th, 2021. Wow. So this is a movie that clearly is already finished, and they just want to get it out. Get it out. And uh, now that movies are coming out, summer blockbusters, you know, you know, even and even with the drive-in, the drive-in proved to be a pretty big force last year. What's so. the pro- what's the uh, production company? Uh, this is being released by Columbia Pictures. Mm, okay. So apparently, Columbia does not have their heads in their asses. So that's good. <clears throat> um, I just wondered. Uh, I, I I wondered. I didn't. I didn't figure it was a Sony movie, but I I just wondered because of that. You know that new deal that Sony struck with. Uh, who did Sony strike that deal with? Apple TV was it? Apple TV. Oh, I've not I heard just about talked, that. Well, I just talked about it on the news a couple weeks ago. Oh, if I wasn't here, I was. I don't. Re- <laughs> I don't remember who it was. 
you know the, the deal where Sony has uh, the exclusive rights to Sony movies will be on. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What I do. The f- what what? I don't remember if it was Apple or not, but I do remember you talking about it, and it, maybe it was Apple. I know there was, or maybe it was HBO Max. I can't remember. Fuck. Uh, whatever. Correction it doesn't matter. It week. doesn't matter. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Correction. Of Kong... Let me go back and listen to our episode from two weeks ago so that I can correct myself for next week. <laughs> Do it. Stupid ass. All right. Speaking of Kong versus Godzilla, uh, Adam Wingard, who directed that movie, uh, is in talks to do another legendary uh, monster movie, which nice. is kind of exciting. He, uh, the Monsterverse, is what they're calling it. Um, and uh, you know what? Why not? If if it's a good thing, keep doing it. Right. Yeah. And it seems like uh, one of the possible titles, uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter, is that Son of Kong might be the next one. Hmm. Uh, now, so it's just gonna be a regular sized gorilla, <laughs> just sort of <laughs> chilling. It's uh, it's Son of Kong, the story of Quisha. Oh, that's 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 what it is. Um, <laughs> it's just gonna be three hours of us standing by the glass at the Toledo <laughs> Zoo talking dude, to Quisha. We got this, dude. We got this in the bag. <laughs> we we have this. We're good. Who did they um, hire? Who did they hire to play you? Uh, me. Yeah. Actual Quisha. Oh. Yeah. So who's <laughs> playing Quisha? Me. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a little role reversal here. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's uh it's pretty awesome. Actually, you remember that um remember that news report about the uh that baby that got like mauled by the gorillas after falling into like the gorilla tank? No, the baby didn't about? get the baby didn't get mauled. No, it was. You're talking about well, the Haram- baby was killed, bro. You're talking about Harambe? No, no, I'm talking about the no. There was a different one. It wasn't Harambe. There was a different one where like the monkeys like attacked the kid. I mean, there's m- multiple stories of it. My point I is, I don't remember that. My point is that's actually going to be it. I'm actually playing <laughs> me, and the other monkeys are going to kill me. Oh, and that's it. That sounds fun. I <laughs> guess I, I guess I'll give Vito a call and see if he wants to do the show with me from now on. Then. Hey man, anything anything for my fans. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of fun though. New MonsterVerse movie. I'm excited that they're going to do more more of it. I wonder if they're going to do more of like the random like, you know, like Toho was kind of famous for their spin-off movies. Yeah. And they had just tons and tons and tons of different franchises for different monsters. And I would love for an American version of that, you know? Like just like like give us like a Rodan or give us like a a fucking anything else. Like just make up a fucking monster, like a, a new, <clears throat> you know, Bring the Cloverfield universe into the MonsterVerse. Why wonder, not? I wonder I if that will captivate uh, American audiences enough to 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 like, you know, keep. You it, mean you mean keep monsters it, outside keep it, of the marquee names? Yeah, yeah, that's true. American like, audiences. I don't even are know. Fickle, like, but. like of course we love a good Rodan movie, right? Sure. Because we're horror fans, and because we like Toho movies and stuff like that, but like. Would a Rodan movie, a remake for an American audience, do anything? I don't yeah. think so. Like, do you think people would go crazy for a Rothchomp movie? I Rothchomp? I don't even know what that is. Well, I just made it up. I'm just saying, oh. like, if we if we if we had an original Rothchomp movie, do you think people would be going crazy for it? Where did you come up with that name? I, dude, I don't know how my mind works. Rothchomp. It's <laughs> a terrible name. <laughs> This is why you don't work in film. <laughs> God damn it. Fuck you. All right. Moving on here. Uh, James, tell us why you don't work in Blu-ray. All right. 
<laughs> I don't I don't like doing these anymore because Vito did such a better job than I did. Um, I would I would make you feel better, but it's actually true. <clears throat> it is. It's totally true. You don't even need to make me feel bad about myself because I know that it's true. All right. The second in Dario Argento's Animal Trilogy, Cat of Nine Tales, is coming to limited edition 4K Ultra HD and Blue set on July 27th, courtesy of Arrow Video. Um not only is this the second of the Animal Trilogy, but it's also Dario Argento's second film overall. If you didn't know, now I did you not. know. Uh, Cat of Nine Tales follows two amateur sleuths as they try to solve a mysterious a, a mystery involving a break-in at a secretive genetics institute. The mysterious mystery. <laughs> Blackmail and murder. Uh, there's also going to be a special Art Original limited edition set that features alternate Italian cover and box art, but other than that, it's pretty much the exact same set. So, uh, gotcha. And that's that's it, dude. That's it for that's news it? this week. Yeah. All right, cool. So I had two pieces of news that I wasn't sure which one was more important, so I kept them both for last. Okay. Um, let's see here. Uh, before Mr. Uh, George A. Romero passed away, he was working on his very last zombie epic that was going to be called Twilight of the Dead. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this briefly here and here and there on the show. Yeah. And it seems like, uh, it seems like his wife, Suzanne is keeping it alive. It was thought to be dead, I guess for a little bit of a little while because all George Romero ever wrote was a treatment for it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like there was a script to go off of or anything like that, but he did write a treatment. And now thanks to uh, Joe Netter and Robert, Robert Lucas, uh, they are finishing writing a script that is based on the treatment that George A. Romero um, had written for his final movie. Really? The story is uh, set in a decimated world. Life has all but disappeared, but there are still me- there still may be a hope for humanity. Um, the I guess the idea about this is it's more of a direct sequel to Land of the Dead, mm-hmm. which would mean that like Diary of the Dead and Survival would be not spinoffs, but like sort of like side stories in that universe. Mm-hmm. Whereas this would be like the final chapter of the whole of the dead series. Right. Um, which is, uh, which, you know, is fitting because survival of the dead, even though I liked it, it's not as strong of an entry as all of those main, you know, main focus movies were, yeah. you know, night, dawn, day, land, twilight like that's a fivesome that i can get behind right there you know diary (laughs) (laughs) diary diary and survival are good but they were definitely not up to the same quality yeah you know so i'm excited about this um it says uh let's see here uh who is here uh paleo palo i think it's palo p-a-o-l-o palo p-a-o-l-o yeah. Palo? Palo? Palo. Okay. Pa- so, Palo. <laughs> Maybe Palo. Okay. Yeah. Um, Palo <laughs> Zelotti, who is working with Netter and Lucas, uh, he says, uh, it's no secret that Diary and Survival were not the way that he envisioned the series ending, and George knew that very well. Twilight of the Dead was his goodbye to the genre that he created, and he wanted to go out with a very powerful film. So it's very exciting. You know, it sounds like they're treating it with <clears throat> love. Uh, Suzanne goes on to say that... Uh, that this is what George Romero would have wanted. He would have mm-hmm. wanted it to be finished. We're doing the, you know, 
the the good work here. I'm paraphrasing all this, but like he would have been happy to see this continue and end the way that he wanted it to. And I think all the fans would too, quite frankly, you know, um, The only thing that I would hope is that uh, George Romero's son, I believe, is working on a whole bunch of stuff too. It would be really cool to get him involved in it somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, just to have that, you know, name there. It's it's kind of like a family affair at that well, point. Well, if anybody you know? knows, if anybody knows George Romero's voice, it's going to be his his own family. You know, yeah. Like when it comes absolutely. to actually writing, so hopefully he would have a hand in you know directing, like a, a, like some of the direction that they take with the writing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, so, so yeah, so they're writing the script now. They are seeking meetings with like directors and whatnot, according to Suzanne Romero. So that's exciting. I'm I'm excited cool. to keep watching this go and um, you know see what comes of it because hopefully we'll get it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, the last bit of news here, and uh, I have deemed this the most important news, James. Okay. Because um, we like board games. We do very much. We do. Um, we also like uh, the movie Alien, right? We do. What if, what if, James, you could take the watching experience of Alien, okay. put it on a one-dimensional board with some three-dimensional characters, and actually play the events of Alien on a board game? <clears throat> well, just to clear up some confusion, you're talking about putting it on a two-dimensional board. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and then and putting some three dimensional characters on a two dimensional board. Yeah. So yeah. it's essentially like a survival game where you have to traverse a traverse the ship and stay away from the aliens and stuff. From my understanding, that would be uh, that would be it. Yes. Now so is this uh, a, here's... now is this a Ravensburger game? So here's the if so it's here's not, the if it's not, I can burn it right now. Well, well, you might be a little bit disappointed in that, James. Son of a bitch. I, I apologize for that um, because it's made by a company called Ravensburger. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Ravensburger! Um, it actually looks pretty awesome. I'm going to screen share with you real quick so that you can actually see what I'm talking about. Um, which, I, didn't, uh, which, well, I didn't consent to this. Oh, sorry. Hey, which screen do you have right now? Is it my I nice have... wilderness background? No, it's alien fate of okay, the okay, I'll turn it down. Okay, um, yeah. Anyway, here's the board. As you oh, can see, it dope. it's uh, so basically what we're looking at here. It's a board that is all the different rooms of the Nostromo <laughs> kind of uh, streamed together in you know board game fashion. Yeah. Uh, you have uh, you have that board. You have cards here where you're playing as a character. This is very similar, actually, to the Jaws game. Okay, so here's my thing. Yeah. I love these games, right? I love Jaws. Was uh, horrif- was horrified a Ravensburger yes, game? Yes. Ooh, yes, yes, it was. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> um, I'm afraid they're getting too uh, dependent on this format. I I don't think this it's particular ever change, though. I think that's this, their format. It's not. It's, you know? I mean, <sighs> I don't know. I, I'm, I'm still into it. it, it no, oh, I'm not dude, burnt out oh, on it yet. Oh, so. dude, it looks awesome. Don't get me wrong. And 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 obviously, yeah, it's like, it's kind of like, uh, you could almost look at this like like D and D, where D and D is essentially like it's the same, it's the same, uh, the same format of game all the time. It's just that you're creating a different storyline every time, right? Sure. I think sure. that's kind of how D- I've never actually played before, but, um. So so yeah, I'm not burnt out on it because this is essentially like playing horrified, but you're you're playing 
with new characters and a new scenario and 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 new attributes and stuff like that. So that's cool. I just I hope that there's enough of you know enough variation to where you hope it they start to feel change like it, it up gets, a little bit. Yeah, I just don't want it to get tired. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Well, that here's the thing: dope, you though. have you have the the ship the Nostromo. You have player cards for all the different <laughs> players that are on board. Um, and it seems like you're going to go around it and you're going to live through basically the events of the films, uh, of the film rather, and try to survive the alien attack. By the way, this ship is, whoever designed the layout of this ship Pretty badass, was, right? was drunk. <laughs> it's a, a weird spaceship too. Think of That's that I'm saying. on the inside of a spaceship. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's not a great looking spaceship. It's really not. So um, if you want to see what we're looking at, though, you can go over to Bloody Disgusting because they have it. Um, they have the press release uh, on their website, and you can check out the board and the cards uh, there. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's all I got, James. Uh, one one more piece, just on the fly, if you don't mind, because I didn't What's know up? if you were going to bring it up or not. But a uh, it for for anyone who is interested, for anyone who loved the show as much as we did, uh, a teaser trailer for the new Dexter. Oh, is that just the one where it kind of goes through the window and you just kind of see his face? Yeah, like he's looking out the window and then it it turns toward him and uh, or he, he turns looks... toward, he turns toward the camera and he gives like a little like pop of his eyebrows. He like looks a little... a little soft. I'm not gonna lie. Well, I mean, he's been he looks living... a little soft. He... Cancer, cancer will do it to you. Don't get me wrong. Oh, jeez. I'm not, I'm just saying, like, like oh, fuck, I, man. I didn't mean that in, like, a bad way. I'm just saying, like, Michael C. Hall went through some shit between the end of Dexter and now. My no, point no, no. is, he, though. He, he had cancer during, Dex, during no, Dexter. No, it was after. Yes, he did, dude. In, like, in, like, seasons three and four, he was wearing a wig the whole time. No. he was bald. Yeah. Was he really? Yes. Oh, well, I'm a, I'm a complete fucking cockbag. Yeah, then. you are. Oh. <laughs> I'll prick. own that. That's fine. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, it, and it's it, now that you know that, go back and look at those. I think it's seasons three and four, or season four at least. Uh, go back and watch that, and you can tell he's wearing a wig the entire well, time. My 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 thing. My I stand. I stand where I said though. He looks a little soft in this trailer. Like he's not. He's a little older, but he, like he's not like the the chiseled, murderous looking Dexter that we had. Throughout the rest of the season, I think that saying. I think that that's by design. Like he's been living, <clears throat> he's been living in seclusion for how many years at this point? And with that little, like he breaks the fourth wall and he gives the little eyebrow raise. They're mm-hmm. trying to play up like the playfulness of it, um, and and trying to because there was always those two sides of Dexter. There was always like the the, the like when I say Dexter, I mean the show not dexter himself uh there was always those two sides of the show there was always like a um a, a darkly a, a dark comedic side of the show yeah and then there was just the straight up like drama murder side of the show and i think with drama, this te- drama! <laughs> and i think with this <laughs> teaser trailer they wanted to play up the 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 playful dark comedy of yeah. it yeah yeah um and then obviously that. like once they get into the actual narrative I'm, of the show i'm sure that it'll get a lot darker i'm beyond excited for this new season i think it's yeah me too it's it's a chance for them to kind of right their wrongs and and <laughs> you know set the ship straight yeah um yeah i'm excited for it and actually i think that when this comes out uh in the summer whatever it is you know uh if we're still lucky enough to be doing the show we should do a spin-off series maybe on youtube or something like that like have a review 
for each Dexter episode as it is. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Get so, the, um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I just wanted to drop that in there just because cool. I, I thought it was important because I'm excited about it. Well, very awesome, James. Oh, very um, awesome. All right. Well, that's uh, that's all we got for the news this week. All right. Uh, we're going to take a little break. And then when we get back, we're going to talk about... I, Mortal I, Kombat! I was going to yell. Oh, sorry. What? I was like, I was like, <laughs> I'm. I was going to yell, but then I thought maybe I shouldn't, so I left it to the guy with a huge hematoma on his fucking. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> You're I'm the feeling, one that I'm, did I'm it actually voluntarily. Feeling pretty, I'm feeling pretty shitty tonight too. Actually, I don't know if you can tell, but yeah. Why would you do that then? Mortal Kombat! <laughs> Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Michael. Toasty. Toasty. <laughs> hey, you're not supposed to be doing falsetto shit right now, bro. Yeah, you're right. I'm Leave not. it to me. <clears throat> Look at Fuck. it. You just destroyed your throat again. <laughs> you okay? Yeah, so I might be back, but I am definitely not uh not 100% He's healed. not 100. <laughs> not 100%. It probably doesn't it's it probably doesn't do you any favors that you're pouring alcohol down your throat. Ah, what are you gonna do? It does me favors because my vocal cords work properly. But it's not like, it's not like booze ever hurt anybody, right? That's true. That's actually a really good point. <laughs> never, <laughs> never. <laughs> All right. So uh, first movie we're talking about tonight is Mortal Kombat from 1995. Okay, before you start, which here's an interesting little piece of information. If you go to the IMDb page for Mortal Kombat from 1995, and the part where it usually plays a, a trailer next to the um, cover art. Mm-hmm. They're playing the Candyman trailer for oh, some damn reason. Oh, that's fun. Okay. All right, I have a question for you. Yes. When you played Mortal Kombat back in the day, uh-huh. OG mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat, yes. who was your go-to? Oh, boy. Um, There's only like six characters back then, so who was your go-to? Ooh, I, I, I think I played as Raiden a lot. Ooh, Raiden? I think okay. so. It's a good shout. And I loved Sub... Uh, it's probably Sub-Zero, honestly. Probably okay. Sub-Zero. It's a better shout. Yeah, it's I, a better shout. I think that was probably my go-to. Yeah, I was always either... I can't remember if it was Sub-Zero or Scorpion. Like, I feel like... I feel like I liked the idea of Sub-Zero more because his moves were cooler. However, I feel like Scorpion was easier to play. Back, back, why? Back, back, why, back, baby? Back, why? <laughs> Get over here! Back, back, down X. I think was another one, right? I what was back, was down back, X? I think back, down X was like his like slide forward. Yeah, like uh, like trip thing. Didn't didn't matter because back, dude. Back, is that the only move you know? Back, back, why was all you needed? <laughs> I would play against my cousin TJ, and it, it, whichever one of us got to Scorpion first, that's who would play, and uh, <laughs> and fucking he would do it to me. He would just fucking back back Y me back back Y to an uppercut. Back back Y to an uppercut for the whole yep, thing. Yep. Flawless victory every time I'd, I'd get so pissed. And then yep. I would snipe it the next time and I'd get Scorpion. 
But yeah, I think my go-to though, because I personally liked the character better, mostly just because he looked exactly like Scorpion, but he was dressed in in blue, um, was Sub Zero. Yeah, like I said, I always liked Sub Zero. I thought that his moves were a lot cooler. Like he yeah. was more mystical, you know. Oh yeah. Because Sub Zero, because Sub Zero or uh, or Scorpion rather, in the original game, when he threw the spear, it was much more akin to Mortal Kombat. Uh, 2021 in the original game it wasn't until mortal Kombat 1995 which we're about to get into that in my recollection it turned into some weird oh, like mutant thing that was, comes out of yeah, his hand like actually came out of his yeah. yeah yeah when the original mortal Kombat game came out i never thought of that as something that was coming out of his hand it was always well no because in the, the original game you actually saw the rope that was wrapped around like the spear shooting out right so to me it was always he was shooting like a like a knife or a spear or something like that at him all the time right um what the hell's the name of that weapon it is a uh, um, I know that it's I know that's based on like a traditional Japanese weapon that was originally as they showed it's, not that it's we're called a, so much. it's called a kunai yeah and it was originally the way they depicted it in the new 2021 movie was exactly right it was a gardening tool it was a yeah a ma- um masonry tool actually yeah or a masonry tool yeah well they used it they used it for gardening in the in in the 2021 movie mm-hmm. but it was originally apparently derived from a masonry But still, it was tool. a tool of some sort, though. Yeah, close yeah, enough. yeah. And they yeah. just and it had a loop on the handle, and they just tied a mm-hmm. rope through it, and they learned how to turn it into a, a badass. Because a lot of a lot of um, like traditional weaponry, it, it comes from like a lot of them were farming tools, yeah. which is pretty cool. That's like a pretty mm-hmm. that's like a really cool uh, aspect of. Um, I think size came from farming tools. Not yes, mistaken. yeah. If I'm not, yeah, size were meant were made for seed planting. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the hook swords I think were used for like chopping down wheat and stuff like that, mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. I I don't yep. know exactly what crop it was, but something nunchucks, like that. Yeah. Nunchucks were I'm pretty certain nunchucks <laughs> were just double sided dildos. <laughs> I think <laughs> bow staffs were if you're feeling really <laughs> randy and really brave that night. <laughs> and kata- anyway, and katanas, um, <laughs> and katanas were for killing killing your uh, your husband or wife when you found them with a lover. Katanas were also for Liu Kang to fall in love with. Boom! Back to Mortal Kombat 1995. Damn! Look at that go. That was hot. All right, so. <laughs> So Mortal Kombat from 1995, this was the first live-action version of Mortal Kombat that uh, anybody ever saw. Bro, how, and, uh, how stoked I tell you what, how stoked tell you were what, we on this movie when it first came out? For 1995 standards, I fucking love this movie. Oh, dude. Yeah. Like, people people regard these, these first two movies as complete dog shit, especially the second movie. <laughs> but we'll get there. The first movie is held in a little bit higher regard. Um 1995 uh, Mortal Kombat was directed by Paul Anderson, who would later go by Paul W.S. Anderson, uh, who did Resident Evil, Monster Hunter, pretty much anything with Mila Jovovich in it. This, um, this you know, blew my... done a lot of stuff. This blew Event my Horizon. mind. Come I on. did not know that Paul W.S. Anderson directed this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is one of his first ones. That's awesome. Yeah, pretty crazy. It, it stands to reason, though. He's done a lot of video game adaptations. Oh, sure. 
Like it's, it's that, definitely his style. And that's why I actually think, and the, you know, we'll go on to talk about Mortal Kombat Annihilation, whose mm-hmm. director also went on to have a very, uh, very, 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 fr- good. <laughs> very a fruitful, way better, dare I say, uh, a career. Yeah. I'd say that they're both doing pretty well for themselves. Well, um, sure. But, but, uh, this one, like Paul W.S. Anderson, his, uh, his style of, like even he, I think he was pretty green when he did this one. Like this was one mm-hmm. of his first movies, right? Well, he had, and his, he had never even directed his, an action scene. His before signature, this movie. his signature style is still all over this movie. Sure. Uh, and it and it and it holds if up. If that style is, I don't know what I'm doing. It kind <laughs> it holds up though. Like I I kind of feel like like don't get me wrong, this movie is sort of dog shit. It is. It's lovable dog shit. It's though. lovable dog like, shit. Like, if you put two little cute googly eyes on, <laughs> right. on some dog shit, like, suddenly it becomes a lot more lovable. Right, right. Um, but I, but there's, like, there's a lot about this movie that I really like, too. And mm-hmm. I do feel like his stamp is all over this movie. Like, I feel like you can go and watch the Resident Evil movies or, um, uh, I haven't seen Monster Hunter yet, but uh, um, any other paul anderson movie after this and it's got the same it's got the same sort of feel to it mm-hmm. like I, I i feel like even when he was in in his infancy as a director he was he was already sort of like kind of carving out his his specific style you know what i mean yeah no, I get um, that. so yeah i think it's i think that's pretty cool that you can pick up on that so Mortal Kombat from 95, uh, the cast here. We have to talk about the cast because it's um, mind-boggling. Um, Christopher Lambert plays Lord Raiden. Um, we talked about, So we actually talked about Mortal Kombat way, way, way back in episode 39, I think it was. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm off on that. I think it was 39. Um, and uh, one of the things that we mentioned is that uh, Christopher Lambert, we don't know what's going on with his voice, first off. That's what's he on. doing? That's just Christopher Lambert's <laughs> voice. Like he's it a, is. He, it is. Like it, I love Christopher Lambert um, for many, many reasons. Uh, Wait, according to according to Josh from Bloody Good Film Podcast, it's Christopher Lambert. It's not Lambert. No, it's not. Fuck off, Josh. It ain't Lambert. It's Lambert. Okay, I can say that because we're feuding as of today. He was born in New York. <laughs> like I know that he. I think he was. Was he born to French parents or what? I don't know. I don't. But he was born. I think he was. I think he was, might have been born to confused parents. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Christopher Lambert. He'll always be the Highlander to me. Uh, but mm-hmm. he's. He, there's something so fucking cornball about him. Yeah. And in the voice in this, like, when maybe when the, it's because he talks like this. <laughs> <laughs> the first reveal, the first reveal. So I, I, I hadn't. I, I guess I actually had seen this movie like within the past five years, but I repressed it apparently. Um, there's like the scene where uh, Liu Kang goes back to the to the Temple of Light, right? Mm-hmm. To talk to the elders there and and you know find out how his brother died and stuff like that and then Raiden shows up and he's he tells him something like uh, like you just hear the voice at first and he just he's just like the great turn the great tournament was he sounds like 
He sounds like I don't know the actual actor's name. So I'm not even gonna try, but like I think when I do the impression, you're gonna know who I'm talking about. The great tournament was too much responsibility. I know I know exactly who you're talking, but I can't place I can't place the voice and though. He's, he's still got yeah. his he's still got his head down and he goes, But vengeance. And there's like this music swell that goes bum 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 is <laughs> so much simpler. And I'm like, I fuck I laughed out loud because I'm like, who is this fucking <laughs> Who is this lily white asshole? Yeah, in a rice paddy hat. Like, and it's, it's so weird that for two movies in a row, too, they cast like an ancient, like, like Asian god as two crusty old white dudes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> which, and there's something so uncomfortable. There's something which, so uncomfortable about a a bunch of Chinese people, Chinese monks, calling a white dude lord. I'm like, this is really. This is yeah. really pushing the limit here. <laughs> like, there's like, there's I like, I wouldn't stand up today. I could probably count the number of things in this world that offend me on one hand if you cut off two of my fingers, and that's one of them. Christopher Lambert yeah. playing Raiden is one of those things that offends me. <laughs> I'm like, this is just, this is terrible casting. Terrible. Yeah. So, speaking of good casting, though. Uh, Robin Shaw as Liu Kang. Mm, mm-hmm. I I think Robin Shaw is will is and will never not be my version of Liu Kang because he's just the best. <clears throat> Robin Shaw is great to begin with. He's great in both of these movies. Um, he was even better in Beverly Hills Ninja. I just uh, he I was, just watched that like two weeks ago. It's in my DVD player from like a week ago. I that movie is like a monthly watch for me. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, he's just great though. Uh, I know that he wasn't a big fan of the second movie. Can't imagine why. But uh, he's as Liu Kang. He's fucking fantastic. Yeah. Even down to where when I was watching, not to jump around, but when I was watching the new one from this year, I missed him as Liu Kang. Like the guy that played Liu Kang was fine. I liked Liu Kang in the new movie, but. Yeah, but I missed Robin Shaw's you know, version of him, though. You know what I... I just did. You know what I loved? I'm going to say this now because I, I know I probably won't remember to bring it up uh, when we're talking about the 2021 mm-hmm. version. But when you first see the silhouette of Liu Kang standing on the dunes, you see that they gave him like the exact same haircut that Robin I Shaw it, had. I thought it might have been him. I did too. I really did. I was like, I holy really... shit, dude. Because and, okay. if you find, if you look up pictures of Robin Shaw these days, he looks mm-hmm. exactly the same. The oh, guy yeah. Hasn't, oh, yeah. He, he hasn't aged a day. It's crazy. No, he's got that fucking Mortal Kombat blood, dude. <laughs> um, I was actually hoping, again, I don't mean to jump around here, but I was really hoping being that they... They talk about these other fighters in the new movie being past champions. Yeah. They totally could have brought him back for that. Yeah. And worked that into the story. Yeah. They could have. It, yeah. It would have been awesome. But anyway, though, we're not there yet. Um, let's hear. Uh, just, just just to round it out here real quick, though. Uh, Lyndon Ashby, some dude who plays Johnny Cage. <laughs> uh, you have Carrie Harat. Uh, I'm going to get this name wrong. Carrie. It's not that Hiroki. hard. Hiroki. Tagawa? Kiri Hiroyuki Tagawa, yeah. Hiroyuki Tagawa, yeah. Uh, plays Shang Tsung. Uh, he's actually a very well-recognized actor. He's been in a ton of stuff. He's a huge character actor. Um, and he's fantastic in this. He also showed up, I think I mentioned last week, he shows up as Shang Tsung again in the Mortal Kombat Legacy web series. Oh, does he? Which is which is 
fucking awesome. Cool. I didn't get a chance to finish it, and we're not going to talk about it too much here, but that web series is the entire reason that the 2021 movie exists. Did so. he... Uh, did he... Did they end up using him as the voice of Shang Tsung in the video games after this movie I, too? I'm, I I want to say no, but I could be wrong on that. I'm not as well versed with the video games okay. as of late. I know Mortal Kombat X was incredible because I owned that and played through it, and it was fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. I also didn't mention to you. Speaking of Mortal Kombat X, I almost had the most perfect beer for tonight. Because around the the release of Mortal Kombat X, they actually released three different beers that were Mortal Kombat based. Really? Like officially licensed, yeah. And one of the stores down by us, Parkway, had them for the longest time. Mm -hmm. And I went there to go find them. Of course, they're gone now. So I actually almost had Mortal Kombat beer to go with our Mortal Kombat episode. Just saying. That's all right. You still... uh... You still knocked it out of the park with this one. All right. So we also have uh, Bridget Wilson Sampras. Uh, I believe she was just Sam- Bridget Sampras, Wilson. bro. I think she was just Bridget Wilson, though, when this movie was made, um, who plays Sonya Blade. Yeah, you know who she's married. Dare I say. You know who she's married to, right? I don't. And it's not Pete Sampras. Is it? Pete Sampras. Happy. Is it who? Pete Sampras. Who's Pete Sampras? The f- <sighs> <laughs> Culture me, James. Tennis player. Culture me. The tennis player? The extremely no, famous tennis tennis that's player? It's not a real fucking sport. She will <sighs> always be Veronica Vaughn, and that is oh, it. That okay. Veronica Vaughn. <laughs> that, that Veronica Vaughn. It's and one dare I say piece of that, that dare I say that that Veronica Vaughn fucking miserable in this movie. Like <clears throat> the worst. Okay. She hold on. might be hands down the worst fucking actor in this movie. Oh. No offense to her. Hold on though. But Hold on. So miscast. Hold on. Uh, I will say this. After reading a little bit about the the role and everything, I will say she was pretty ill prepared for it because when they were beginning, when they were beginning like the the um to like cast this movie and stuff, <clears throat> they first wanted her, but then <clears throat> some like some of the production got held up. So she ended up signing on to do Billy uh, Billy Madison instead, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And in the meantime, they had cast Cameron Diaz in this role. Uh, in this role, and mm-hmm. she got injured. Who would have been worse during training? I cannot even imagine Cameron Diaz in this role. I don't know though. Cameron D- mm. Cameron Diaz like picture in Charlie's Angels. She was a badass in Charlie's Angels. Uh, okay. Such I mean, a, such, okay. Such a babe. Not, such a babe though, not for this role, though. Yeah, maybe not for this role. But anyway, so uh, Bridget Wilson Sampras uh, it got done with Billy Madison, and they needed somebody to play Sonya Blade, and she literally flew from the set of Billy Madison to the set of yeah. Mortal Kombat. And I had just, to train for the fight scenes in between doing her regular acting scenes. I get like, that. I just don't think that she was right for the role, though. No. Even, even through all of that, no, she just yeah, didn't work right. for it at all. She was terrible. Um, then you have uh, Trevor Goddard, who plays Kano, who might be the best visual representation of Kano. And the new movie gives him a run for his money, but I still like this original version the best. In my opinion. Is. As far as the look, 
and how uh, how faithful it is to the video game, yes, I would agree with you there. Yeah. The new one is by far. The my new favorite. one's great. The, Don't get me wrong. The new, new one's Kano great. is so yeah. good though. Yeah, he's, uh, he's fantastic. Trevor Trevor Goddard though, I I think <laughs> what I what I was reading earlier and I and I started to laugh about it and you were like, "What are you laughing about?" and I said, "Well, I'll tell you on the show." Um so the original Kano in the video game was Japanese. Yeah. And then when Trevor Goddard came out to audition for this role, um the 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 two guys who created the so the writers of this of this movie and also the guys who created the uh the video game ed boone and john tobias mm-hmm. yep. they loved him so ed much boone, who also was the voice of get over here <laughs> exactly. they loved they loved trevor goddard so much that they um they they retconned the history of kano for all all of the well, because he was fucking perfect though right so that you know well so like he was he was originally a japanese character in the game and they loved trevor goddard so much that they retconned the the history of the of kano's character and for all subsequent games they made him australian except for they didn't realize that trevor goddard wasn't actually australian he just gave kano an australian accent he's actually an englishman yeah, <laughs> so it's is it like, weird though that I never realized it's kind of like game? it's kind of like that scene in in Tropical Thunder where where uh, Robert Tro- Downey Jr. Tropic Thunder or tro- sorry Tropic Thunder <laughs> I was mixed. There's yes, a beer tro- called Tropical Thunder. <laughs> Tropic Thunder where uh, um, um, Robert Downey Jr. is like I'm just a dude pretending to playing a dude who's pretending to be another dude. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So uh, so the thing is, though, is I don't remember Kano being a Japanese character in the original game, and I think that's just because the graphics were so bad, I never noticed it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it, Pixels Pixels are a hell of a drug. Yeah, when did the first movie come, or the first game come out? 91? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so back to the movie though. Uh, I, in terms of video game movies, right up until this point, they did not have a great track record. They really didn't. Yeah. I feel like this movie, for as as quote unquote bad as it was, I love it. I think it's great. I think the action's good. I think that it maybe a little bit slow pace at times, but like. I just, there's nothing to not love about this movie. Yeah. In my opinion. Like, if you're a genre fan, martial arts fan, whatever, like, it kind of mixes everything together. Like, I consider this movie genre, personally. Um, <laughs> That's why we're doing it. And you and I actually had this argument uh, a few years ago, I think. Yeah, on the sh- on our show yeah. for episode 36. And you're like, oh, we should do the fucking Mortal Kombat <laughs> movies. And I was like... We talk about horror movies, and you're like, they're genre. And I go, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> no, it works. Yeah, it, it works. But it's no, genre. you're right. It's for there's, sure genre. There's demons, and there's Outworld, and there's... Uh, yeah, I get it now. Thank you. I get Finally, it. after four years, you agree with me. <laughs> no, I don't. I still don't agree with you. <laughs> well, no, you literally just did. No, I don't. I don't Li- agree. You I, literally no. just... Ag- you just said, you're right. <laughs> no, I, I never said that. I don't remember saying that, and I never God, will. God, I fucking hate you. Okay, um, the movie, the movies, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but I do love the fact the movie starts with a Western Union that just says, brother dead, come home. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck. 
I was like, you, you. I guess I missed that. You apparently had to pay per letter back then. <laughs> bro, dead. Um, bro, dead. Come home. I'll, I will say this. I, I feel like this first movie, um, the script was probably the most lacking part of this entire movie because there, the story was so, so thin. Yeah. In that the movie just felt like it was a bunch of random fight scenes that were smashed together and then a weird story was sort of written around them. Yeah. There are certain scenes that don't even line up together. Like it's like there's no story that goes from one scene to the next. It's just, oh, here's story, here's some story, and then fight scene, fight scene, fight scene, well, fight scene. Well, there's here's suppo- some story. There's like, supposed it just to be, make, make a whole lot of sense. There's supposed to be at this organized tournament where there's supposed to be, you know, referees or at least Shang Sun like looking over the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So that you'll have an organized fight between like Liu Kang and uh and some dude. And then all of a sudden you just cut to Johnny Cage walking through the middle of a weird forest by himself and Scorpion yeah. attacking him. Like yeah. and I'm like, so is this part of the tournament? Like is this is this an official fight? What do we got going on here? Apparently it was. Like it, it must have been, yeah. Well, yeah, it doesn't really make I, I a whole think, lot of sense. There's not, a, the, there's not a I lot think of. What the real sense. answer is is that Shang Shang Sun and his lackeys are just willing to cheat throughout the entire thing. So it's not, it's not necessarily whether a fight is official or not. It's just whether or not the humans are able to uh, survive survive basically yeah. yeah like there and there's there's a lot of stuff that just doesn't make any sense like um i mentioned this actually i i remember that i mentioned this back in episode 37 or 39 whatever it was there's like a certain scene where the, the pinnacle scene where it's Liu kang versus sub-zero right and raiden's and Ray or katana tells Liu kang during their fight use the element that brings life yeah and then the very next scene randomly raiden's just walking by with some water just happens to be right where Liu kang is gonna fight sub-zero it makes no sense like there's well, no rhyme or reason it, to it any makes of it. it makes sense if you consider the idea that raiden is able to sort of see these things because he's able to look into people's souls and but the problem there is is that Raiden specifically tells them that he's not able to he's not able to get involved in the battle. But he does. It, but he does. Because so he's he goes a cheating in, he, bastard. Right, he's a, he's, Raiden, Raiden, he, this is why he's played by a white guy. He's a cheating <laughs> bastard. <laughs> this all makes he's sense. He's as now. much of a cheat as Cheng Sun is. It's just that he does it under the guise of being a, a good dude. Okay, you know what? I can I can subscribe to that. Yeah, I'm into it. My biggest problem with that scene is Liu Kang, re- Liu Kang realizes that he's supposed to use the bucket full of water, but then when he looks over at the bucket of water, it is on its side, completely spilled. All of its <laughs> contents are on the floor, and then when he goes to grab it, it's standing. Well, there was two. There it's... was two buckets of water. No, not yeah, in that was, shot. Cause... Cause well no because Raiden was carrying though like a, one of those the, the yoke stick things. over his shoulders no that's not so there what he, were two, there were two not, that's not what he grabs though I watched oh. it like three times he Fair grabbed enough. the one that was previously sitting on its side <laughs> and that's bullshit <laughs> like well, I, like you couldn't go I, I do it you couldn't go back and do a pickup shot just to show the thing sitting upright <laughs> and that it wasn't sitting and that it wasn't spilling all of its contents everywhere. 
Yeah. So in in order to not spend like a completely absorbent amount of time on this first movie, I do want to touch on a couple of things. Okay. I always loved Outworld. I always thought Outworld looked really cool for as cheesy as it looks. Right, like yeah. the effects back in the day were what they were, or whatever. Like, I always thought Outworld had a very very cool sort of like hell on earth sort of look to it. Yeah, and it worked. Mm-hmm. It, it, it these movies very very much kind of had an HR succeeded. guy vibe. A little bit, yeah. But they very much succeeded in translating the video game to a live action film. For better or for worse, but they did. It still it, it very much like hearkened to the original video yeah. game. Um I and, and one of the one of my favorite things about the original video game was the character of Goro. Right? Oh yeah. I love Goro. Like in the oh, video game, ho- he's hold, hold on, before you move on, I want to specify yeah. when I said it had an HR Geiger vibe. I was specifically referencing the portion of Outworld where Liu Kang fights um, Reptile. That portion had an HR Geiger vibe. I'm not talking. I'm not where, talking where about were the, they at? I'm not talking about the big mountainous temple. Okay, where <clears throat> were they at? Where they were fighting when Reptile was fighting him, though? Uh, they were walking through. It's when they first met Katana or started following her, and they went to Outworld. Or wait. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, yeah, uh, it's when they went um, world. Yep. Who got kidnapped? Sonya. Sonya gets kidnapped. Sonya. So yep. they go through that yep. that tunnel to Outworld. Ah, yes. And when they get to the and it's like all dark and there's those like those creature like um the sentinels kind of the statues of like these weird mm-hmm. creature mm-hmm. sentinels standing along the road, like that is what I'm saying, kind of had an HR yeah. guy okay. vibe. Okay. Not the gotcha. not the big mountain. I got you. Anyway, so, so- Goro. Yeah, Goro. I absolutely hate the way Goro looks in this movie. Really? The proportions are so off. It literally looks like a guy, a big, huge, jacked dude that's wearing shoulder pads of another dude on top of him. That's like he's very. But the thing is, like, he's very tall. <laughs> no, because he's very like tall. Whereas the Goro in the video games and the way that I feel like he should look in in real life would be more wide, like shoulder width wide. Like in his arm, I feel like his ar- the space between his like arms a, is too much. He looks like a like centipede. it's weird. He looks yeah, like kind of. Yeah, it's weird to me. I feel like the Goro, even though I, I still hate the Goro in the new movie, but I feel like the Goro in the new movie at least looks the part more. Like like pro- uh, proportion wise. Yeah. Um. The I don't know the 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 original Goro just looked always looked off to me. Like it just I, never looked right. I like the original Goro. Well, first of all, in the suit is Tom Woodruff Jr., which is pretty. Oh, cool. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Fine. Yeah. He gets points for that at least. Yeah. There's actually there's actually some uh, um pictures that you can wait. Find. So Goro is played by Pumpkinhead. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Fuck. <laughs> um. There's pictures that you can find online of him with like half the suit off and he's like so that so literally it, was yeah, a man it, with another half man suit on his shoulders yeah exactly yeah okay so in, yeah. okay so so i'm, I'm just does, it, in that does it make you want to complain less about it because it was no the, no because like, i still think it looks stupid well <laughs> it doesn't look awesome but it like it, it i think that i think f- first of all as far as like animatronics and and, and puppet work goes i thought it was like I thought his face looked really good. Like his face looked good. Yeah, his face looked great. And like as far as like the the lips and the facial and facial uh, expressions moving along with what was being said, I thought 
uh, I thought they really nailed it. Yeah, um, I agree. And then agree. Uh, Kevin Michael Richardson played the voice as well, mm-hmm. which is cool because he's all over so, the place. I mentioned, uh, so yeah, so that's Goro. That's my my opinion on Goro, at least. Um, I mentioned that I loved I loved Outworld, and I thought Outworld looked really great. I also will say this though: I feel like Outworld was pretty much like the set designers basically just went to Spirit Halloween and got all of the decor from like <laughs> all of the after Halloween sales, and that's how they made Outworld. There's a lot of really cheesy stuff, like. There was a there was like a part where they're walking by a statue where like there's like this big like demon looking thing and there's like a soul in its belly, but it's like a dude with like his eyes. He, he's got like this weird face where he's like ah like, <laughs> but it looks like one of those like like door decor things yeah, you'd get from Spirit I Halloween. Remember that? Yeah, I don't know. It was there, there like was some really cheesy things, cheesy one stuff. One of the in same it. things that Reptile jumps into. Yeah, it's one of those. Okay. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Like I just thought it was cheesy. The CG that they used for Reptile was baller. Let me tell you, so (laughs) awesome. Almost as good as the CG at the end of the second movie. Almost, (laughs) almost. Um, It was early CG days. I'm not gonna give them too much shit for it. It's terrible. No, 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 no. It's awful. No, it's awful. Don't get me wrong. I'm sorry, dude, because this came out in what '96, '95. This came out in 95. Jurassic Park came out in 93. Oh, that's a good point. And Jurassic Park had some fucking amazing CG. So All right, fine. You win. Yeah. You win. I mean, okay. I'm, I'm sure it had a much bigger budget, but... You win. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't know. What do you, I mean, Give me some thought, thoughts here. I'm going through uh, my, John, my notes. Johnny, but... Johnny Cage fucking uh, sack jack and Goro is awesome. <laughs> I always thought that was one of the funniest. <laughs> like, like everybody's they they show like twenty dudes getting getting just you know like destroyed by Goro, and then Johnny Goro's fight scenes. Everybody has these really elaborate fight scenes. Goro's fight scenes is literally just fifteen straight seconds of dudes eating shit on the ground. That's it. That's all you need to know about. And then him. when Johnny Johnny just straight up just does the splits and. Ah, just uppercuts him right in the junk. I thought that was awesome. I remember thinking to myself when I was younger because he uh, he pulls Johnny uh, Goro walks up and he pulls Johnny's Ray Bans off of his face and he crushes them in his big yep. stupid hand. And then right before uh, Johnny kicks, as Goro, if that would be a feat of strength. By the way, <laughs> I mean I don't think you could do it. Crush a pair of sunglasses in my hands. I don't think you pretty could. sure I could. I. We're gonna test this sometime. That's fair. That's uh, fair. And I, I remember when I was younger thinking, um, because right before Johnny Cage kicks Goro over the over the side of the uh, the mountain, he uh-huh. says, "Those were five hundred dollars sunglasses." <laughs> and I remember when I was younger, I'm going, "What the fuck? Like five? Who spends five hundred dollars? Five hundred dollars sunglasses? That's crazy." And now it doesn't seem like that much to me. I'd pay five hundred dollars for a pair of sunglasses. Yeah, I still wouldn't. I'm still like, that's crazy. <laughs> Did you have a favorite fight scene though? Like a favorite matchup in the movie? Um, I, I think I like. Uh, I think that I like. Um, for for specific. Okay, so I like I like Liu Kang versus um Reptile, mm-hmm. just because I really like Reptile's fighting style. 
because sure. he he fights it with this like once he's inhabited one of those things and he has a human form um yeah. he's got like he's the character who i feel really uh encompasses what his character is supposed to be the best like he's got this really weird like frenetic sort of uh fight style fluid fight style that looks sure. he actually looks like a reptile when he's fighting i also really now, like does that opinion impact your opinion on your favorite fight scene from the second movie? I'm not sure why. Okay, I'll we'll get to, there. I'll have we'll to get there. get there. Um, I also really like <laughs> for for one particular reason. I love uh the fight scene between Sub Zero and and uh, Liu Kang, and that's okay. and it's it's for one moment, and it's this part where Liu Kang they're fighting on. They're fighting next to a, like an inclined plane, and <laughs> you talked about this two, three years ago. <laughs> and Lou, Lou kicks him, and Sub Zero recovers from the kick, and he does a few flips down this inclined plane. And Lou, as he's running after him, first of all, there's so many, there's so many unnecessary <laughs> flips in this movie. Everybody's doing flips and cartwheels when they don't need to be. That's just. That's wasting energy. But how do you think they are in their personal lives? Like, I need to go to the fridge to get some milk. Yeah, flip, 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 flip. <laughs> he goes to run. He goes to run after, and then and then knowing what I know now, which is uh, Robin Shaw was originally supposed to try and imitate those same moves, like those mm-hmm. same flips going down the the ramp that Sub Zero was supposed was was doing, but he couldn't get it right. So instead, they said he just he just ran down the ramp yelling like a maniac, and then he ah! he jumps up in the air and he does this little punch in the air, and I'm like, what the hell was that for? That that meant nothing. That didn't you didn't need to do. I I loved it. And there's he went from Liu Kang to Liu Wang real quick. <laughs> there's also a re- there's also a scene in the beginning of the movie where they're fighting a bunch of henchmen. And he does this completely superfluous cartwheel over a brick wall. That means yes, he does. That means nothing. Like he does it, and then nobody attacks him for a good thirty seconds. It's like you could have just yeah. walked around the wall. You didn't have to yeah. do that. I yeah. love it so much. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Do you have any favorite fight scenes? Yeah, for for me, my favorite fight scene is definitely Johnny Cage versus Scorpion when they're in hell. It oh, starts yeah. off. It starts off in the forest, which is the weirdest version of a forest ever, because they do like this weird mirror image of whatever the background is. But the weird thing is, is that it's on an angle. Yeah. So the forest looks like it splits off into a V, which is super unnatural looking. Yeah. And I don't think that was for style. I'm fairly certain that was just like the I, effect that they did out of necessity, because they wanted to make the forest look all encompassing. But um, uh, I don't. But end, I, I think it was more. I think it was. I think that that was just one of those forests where everything was planted in a perfect row. You think so? And then they did a wide. They did a like a wide shot, and it maybe kinda, and it kind of gave like a fisheye sort of. I'm not going to argue that. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. But um. But they end up going to hell, and I always thought that this version of hell was really cool. It's basically just fire and brimstone with a whole bunch of wooden scaffolding and yeah. ladders and like yeah it just always like, made of like bamboo and stuff it just looked really fucking cool yeah, to it me looks awesome and the fight scene i think is actually one of the better fight scenes in the entire movie yeah um i found actually to be honest with you i found most of the fight scenes in this movie to be pretty drab yeah they, they were, were very awesome. slow 
and they were very methodical and like, nothing really felt like it went together. Mm-hmm. And that's the entire movie for, for a martial arts action adventure movie. Like I, I expect better yeah. to be honest with you. Um, but this one I thought was one of the better ones, um, between the two guys and, and, and let, let us not forget, like I said, the army of darkness, skeleton, googly eyed scorpion, I, 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 fucking flamethrow at the end of it. Like it's, it's horrifically terrible, but I love it. <laughs> and I, I love that he only ever says, cause in the game, scorpion only ever says, get over here. Yeah. So get they down here. Yeah, they didn't feel like they needed to give him anything else other than that. Get down here. Yeah. <laughs> like yep. that's that's your whole personality, bud. Yeah. So so the movie ends with them winning the tournament, and then all of a sudden Shao Khan comes out of the fucking heavens, like, ah, oh, fuck your tournament. I'm taking over your world. And then the movie ends. Worst fucking ending ever <laughs> to a movie. Well, I mean, obviously they were setting up unless, a sequel. Unless well, Sure. Be, be, being that we have uh, a much more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, better sequel. Uh, that would be terrible. Oh. But because we have a better sequel, oh. uh, it helps. <laughs> now we are getting, yes, you know what? This is going to be a long episode. I don't care. We're getting it now into Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I have points, James. Oh, God. This movie is universally panned for good reason. I'm not gonna. I'm not sitting here trying to say that it's a great movie. What I'm trying to say here is that the first Mortal Kombat movie isn't great by its own merits. So I'm just saying we can it's a, it's, we can agree on that. It's a neck and neck race for like 165th and 166th place. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like it's it's one of those kind of races. Mm. But I have reasons. I have reasons to convince you that Annihilation is better than the first one. Okay. This okay. Is, it's it's going to be a, that's a tall order. We're, uh, we're in for a bloodbath. That's okay. what, that's what we're in for. Um, so Mortal Kombat Annihilation is from 1997. It was directed by a guy named John R. Leonetti, who God damn has done some, some shit in his life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mentioned that I thought he was more successful than, than, Paul Anderson, but like, honestly, God kind of, he directed Annabelle, which was one of the bigger movies to come out that year. Huge movie. Um, off the Wanniverse, you know, very famous. Uh-huh. He also was the cinematographer for The Conjuring, for Insidious, Insidious, uh, Insidious Chapter 2, uh, tons of stuff he was a cinematographer for. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did he direct? I'm looking at my... Uh, directed. He also directed the butterfly Wish Upon, effect which was a which a big of, movie. What's that? Wish Upon. Wish Upon was a big uh big movie. Not big, but it was a big streaming movie. I don't even know. Got a lot was. of buzz. Um, I don't know. The, the the dude's done some shit though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'd I'd say he's he's I'd say he's probably more as far as like his uh he's his, a cinematographer his, by his, trade. Yeah, as far as like yeah. his, his credits as a cinematographer and stuff, he's definitely done. Oh, it. he was a cinematographer on I Know Who Killed Me. The uh. Uh, what's her name? Um, she was a train wreck, teen star, big, big gigantic assets. Lindsay Lohan. There we go. Uh, <laughs> the Lindsay Lohan vehicle. That was sexist. Whatever. Um, he he's done a whole bunch of stuff though. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He's he was a cinematographer on Piranha 3D. Love that movie. Um, point is, like, I can't believe the guy that directed. Mortal Kombat Annihilation 
actually had a legit career after it. That's shocking to me. Why? Because that movie was that's like, universally that's panned. Like, like, that's like saying, I can't believe that the guy that directed Bad Taste went on to have a good career. Touche. Yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Um, okay, so a group of martial artists had uh, only six days to save the Earth from an extra-dimensional invasion. Hey, that's the same movie as the first one. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Um, lots of casting changes here. You have uh, Robin Shaw, who is back as Liu Kang, plays him excellently, again, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Uh, Talisa Soto, who is back as Katana. She played the same character as uh, in the first one. Uh, taking over the uh, the role of Raiden, you have James Remar. That's pretty. Actually, uh, Robin Shaw and Talisa Soda are pretty much the only two. Re- they are the only returning two. actors, right? Sort of, sort of. Okay, we'll get there. Um, right. Yeah, James Remar takes over as Raiden, uh, Dexter's dad. Odd choice. If I if I if I <laughs> if I told you earlier that few things in this world offend me as much as. Christopher Lambert playing Raiden, switching it up to switching it up to James Remar is probably one of the more offensive things. When I-, I, when I was younger, dude, when I went to see this movie, and I had already so like I I had already seen Mortal Kombat. I loved it. I thought it was the best movie in the entire world. I thought Christopher Lambert was so good as as Raiden because I was I I was a kid and I was stupid sure. because kids are stupid and. That's fair. I went to see this movie and and all of a sudden they showed James Reamer as as he opens Raiden. the movie too. It's the first voice you hear. And I was like, "Who is this asshole?" He was my he was my, this was my first um my first ever uh, crush. Um, not crush. <laughs> my first exposure to James Reamer ever. See, he and was, was not like, mine. This is bullshit. He was not mine. He was, I had seen The Warriors before I had seen this movie. You had so not. I had. So I was very well aware of who James Remar was. Not Maybe not by name, but I knew him by face. You had and not seen the, Yes, I had. I saw, I saw The Warriors. I saw The Warriors a long, long time ago. I don't it was one of the. You. My brother was super into The Warriors, so I, I watched it a ton when I was way younger. Um, so I knew who James Remar was, maybe not by name, but I knew the face. Yeah. Okay. So when I was a kid, when I saw this, it was like, oh, cool. It's that guy. Right. Like it, even though I didn't recognize how poorly he was at this character at the time, cause he's awful. Oh, he's terrible. But I like him because it's him. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I can appreciate it. I, yeah. I, I also like now that I am older and I love James Remar for, you know, like the other things that I know him in. Mm-hmm. I watch this and I love him as Raiden because it's James Remar. Sure. But sure. It, he's still absolute shit. Sure. He's still terrible. No, I agree with you. I, I, I don't disagree with you. He's not, especially when he cuts his hair and becomes like oh, fucking God, emo Raiden. Like he's awful. It's a new he's, look. <laughs> his whole attitude changes. Apparently, yeah, oh, when yeah. he cuts his hair, it's fucking weird. Well, I don't even, get it. Not even when like he cuts it. his hair. Even before, when he's supposed to still be like the the elder god, Raiden. But even more so when he cuts his hair, though. Like he becomes like, oh, I'm cool. I'm hip. I'm part of the crew. Let's go fight. Like he's, <laughs> it's fucking weird. Well, there, there was uh, what the what the hell is he like? He comes to uh, 
he comes to the to the temple the uh of the elder gods and and where like with uh with uh Christopher Lambert you would have gotten like a I've I've come I've come to the eternal temple or the eternal palace because your sacred rules have been broken. Like at least he was trying to play mysterious and yeah and wise and 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 old. Yeah, and, it, and instead it's just James Remar like I've come to the eternal palace because your sacred rules have been broken. It's like, not even that. It's just like oh, it's not even that. He he shows up there and he goes, I've come to the eternal. You like my new haircut? <laughs> He literally points out the fact that he got a haircut. It's a new do. <laughs> or no, it's a new Come look. On. He says he says it's a new look. It's a new look. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but you look like French Stewart and you look like an asshole. <laughs> he does. Okay. He looks like fucking French Stewart from Third Rock let's, from the Sun. Let's move it. He does. Let's move on to uh some of my reasons why this movie's better. First off, oh god. Uh Sandra Hess. Who plays Sonya Blade? Okay, I'll have to agree with Such you a better Sonya Blade. Like, she's a she's a fighter. She actually knows how to do martial arts. Mm-hmm. She's a better actress all around. She's just a better Sonya Blade. Get I'm to, not saying that she's great. Yeah. I'm just saying that she's better. Get okay. To, get to um. The, then you have well, Lynn Red Williams <laughs> who plays Jax, over and above a million times a better Jax than the first movie. You only saw Jax for 30 seconds in the first movie. My point, though, <laughs> is that Jax was one of the main characters, and they shut him out of the first movie for I don't know why, what reason. Because they He's, knew that they were creating an... Ex- they knew that they were... No, they didn't. They didn't fucking know shit, dude. D- yes, they did. <laughs> I don't they, believe they knew shit. Even with that d- ending from dude, the first the movie, end, I don't buy it. The end of the first movie set it up for a sequel. Yes, it did. I, I still don't buy it. I, I think that was a hopeful... A hopeful thing, but not that they had any real plan. I re- I just don't buy it. Um, my point no, is though crazy, is that bro. those two characters are inherently better in this movie than they were in the first movie. Can we agree? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Moving on here. Uh, Shao Khan is played by a guy, like I said in the intro, a guy in a um, gimp suit and a loincloth. <laughs> not very. Uh, he's not very. Um, not very mean looking, in all fairness. Shao like Kahn? A, kind of a, yeah, he kind of just looks like a ball of dough. Who's tra- shaped into shapes. You talking about Brian Thompson? Yeah, I don't know. Dude. He's, he's a dude. What are you <laughs> like, talking about? I, I, I just didn't feel like he was a threat before you ever in this before movie. you see like the first time that you see him he he does i had a note i was like it looks like they found a dad who was mowing his lawn and they just slapped a, a skull mask on him mm-hmm. but then once you realize who it is brian thompson's a pretty intimidating dude I mean, he's a, he is. He's a he big is. dude with big muscles, and he's got. I don't know exactly what's going on with I his face. I think perhaps it's his. I think perhaps though it's his acting prowess that leaves a lot to be desired, and because like his all of his scenes and all of his dialogue is so cheesy and bad, it brings his entire character down. And yeah. I understand I that I'm just... talking about the Mortal Kombat series here. I get it, but like <laughs> I think that's just bad. His writing. is especially low. Like yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, reason number three that this movie is better than the first movie. Wait, I don't the, think that you okay. All right, okay. No, I'm going, going through yeah. it. The cast of characters. It's 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 I'm not saying that the characters are better or worse. It's just a more fun movie. 
Because there's so many other mm. characters from the entire series mm. from two to three. No, no. The game's two to three. No. Yes, it just Just is. because you throw more characters in does not make it better. Because it makes the, it fun. Because the characters... It makes it fun. Because the... You're not talking. I'm not talking about fun. You said a better movie, but but in my but in my brain, something that is more fun though makes it better. Like I'm not saying that I'm not saying that it is executed better. I'm saying that the ideas are better, and I can get behind that more. Like I love Nightwolf in this. I love Molina in this. I love you know um, Mintaro and all the all the crazy characters. Like Mataro? this is the. Cr- I like the idea that he's in the movie. I, like the first movie felt but, sterile to me in terms of characters. That's it. This like, movie felt rich in characters. Oh god, I just I couldn't disagree more. Like I'm not saying I the just, characters were good. I just, it's just feel like, like the they idea were, of it. I, I just don't know. feel like that. No, I love the idea of throwing more characters. Like like when we get to 2021, tons of characters, and I loved it. But they were also awesome characters with, you know. Good acting and not necessarily good uh, good character development, but fair. It, it, I'll give you that. <laughs> but uh, just the the characters in this movie they they weren't good. Like Mataro was he looked first of all he looked like a seventies porn star. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Uh, Four legged porn star. There's that guy had business. Trust me. <laughs> uh, Shiva, the her death scene cracked me up so much. Um, <laughs> death, death by blurred teeth. No, Shiva. God damn it, that was Shiva. Fuck. <laughs> what are you? What are you talking about? I'm talking about the the what's her name? Oh, Sindel. Yeah, Sindel. No, damn I'm it. talking about Shiva. Like she yeah. she comes in, she acts like a badass for two seconds, and then gets a cage dropped on her, and she's dead. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I like, I like the idea of, I like the idea of adding more characters because when you're, let's be fair, when you're talking about Mortal Kombat, like when you're playing the game, mm-hmm. what's the, what's one of the best parts of the game is you look, you look up at that screen and there's that fucking, character there's screen. 36 yeah. characters to choose from and yep. you're like, yes, this is awesome. But that doesn't mean that putting 36 characters into a movie makes it a better movie. I think, though, I think that it makes, again, it's a more fun movie. Like, I, I feel like this movie just kind of let its guard down and just kind of went for it. And I can appreciate that. Like, I, I watched this movie's not, I'm not saying this movie's like a great movie. I'm okay, not saying so that. Okay, so change your argument then. It's not a What's better that? movie. It's not a better movie. It's not. No, in my opinion, though, it's it is more, better. I had more fun, fun with it. Okay, just but, because the movie's more fun, just like just like last week, you guys argued argued with me. I said that I said that uh, the Conjuring Two was a more in, it was a more entertaining movie, but it didn't make it a better movie. The Conjuring One was a better movie, but the Conjuring Two was more. See, entertaining. the difference is though is that I think that in this case, I think that Annihilation is the better movie because it's more entertaining. No. The first the first movie for me was was fine, but the second movie has my vote all day long. That's crazy. It's crazy talk. I'm just saying it, it is fine. what it is. That's fine. You're you're allowed I, to have your opinion. It's just crazy. It's just so much more over the top, and you know me. That's my kind of cup of tea, though. I like crazy, over-the-top, crazy-ass movies. What? That doesn't make it a better movie, though. It To me, it does. Okay. I remember talking about opinion here. You know? 
Yeah, I, I might try to convince you all I want, but we're talking about opinion here. Your opinion is wrong. It is dog shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's there's tons of new characters, tons of whatever. Uh, the dialogue in this movie, let's be honest, was written by a five-year-old. It's pretty fucking terrible. <laughs> yep. <laughs> which makes me laugh at it even more, which makes me enjoy it even more. Um, I don't know. Like, there's just, there's... I don't know. I watch this movie and I just enjoy it. I just have fun with it. Like, maybe it's be—I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm so jaded by the first movie because like it was supposed to be good and it really wasn't. So like the second movie just couldn't let me down. You know, like maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I don't know what the actual answer is behind it, but I just love it, and I I will forever fight for Annihilation. Oh. Um, the opening scene of the movie, oh, right? It's sort of like a, it's like a half flashback, half like continuation of the first movie. Yeah. The the green screen oh, is God. so incredibly bad it's throughout atrocious. this. I have a theory about it. Your theory is wrong. I don't think this was a part of the original movie. What? I think that this was added on quickly before the release of the movie and there was no time to put any any sort of money or real effects work behind it because there's there's times when certain characters are getting like blasted for example right and when they're falling through some shit if you pause it you can literally see like in photoshop for example right when you're editing when you're editing photos there's a thing called a magic wand where it just selects a certain color and it selects it all, and you can hit the delete button, and it will delete everything that is within that color realm. Right, right, right. right. That's what it, and, but it's not exact at all. It's really, really crude. Yeah. That's what they used to like delete the green screen behind these characters. Yeah. Like, so that's like, how I, fast so like of an every, editing process. Every once it was. in a while, every once in a while, the the outline of the characters will be slightly obscured by like a block of color. It's either like, that, or there's literally parts of the character missing. Yeah. Because there were certain <laughs> colors that were like maybe on their arm or something like right. that that they just deleted. Yeah. Like there's, I actually have some pictures I'll show you later. I, I snapped them on my TV because I was so fucking flabbergasted by it. But like there's parts of like whole bodies missing yeah. because of that like process. <laughs> but the rest of the movie beyond that first sequence doesn't have that. It's at least edited to where it's as best as it could be. Right. Whereas this first sequence is so bad. Oh, I just God. wonder if they added it on, they tacked it on after the movie was done to add some sort of like connective tissue between the two movies. Yeah. But they had run out of money, so they didn't really have <laughs> like the resources to actually do it, you know? Like, I just wonder if that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, either way, inexcusable. <laughs> I, no, I completely terrible. I completely agree with you. Um, um we should pro we should probably move on. Um I didn't even talk about how Jade was a hoe. Come on. Jade was a hoe. Actually, there's a <laughs> fuck, there's a few other things that I wanted to get to too. Um <laughs> Dude, fuck it. It'll be a longer yeah, episode. Yeah, whatever. It's a let's longer episode. Just, okay, so let's just do it. It's so, three movies. Come so, on. so 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 here we go. I well, first of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Um this movie in my opinion, does it sucks in every conceivable way. <laughs> <laughs> but I might be willing to give you the win on this one for one simple reason. What's up? Chicks mud wrestling. Ooh, right? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm a simple man with simple taste, Mike. Come on, Mike. man. And, and the chicks mud wrestling scene 
it does it for me. <laughs> except, hey, except for in the very next scene, uh, Sonya Blade is completely clean. Well, yeah. There's not a there's not a single there's not a single mud stain on her. You've never heard her, her shower on her on her white <laughs> wife Peter. Not in Outworld or wherever the they wife, were. At this the time. wife beat back James. That's, oh, that's what that I means. See. That's what that means. Um, <laughs> there's there's I just, I, yeah. I feel like I feel like I the never total said this movie for continuity is sort of a bold choice. You know, I never said that this movie like beat the first movie by a long shot. Okay, so yeah. if this is what if this is what puts it over the edge for you, <laughs> I'll take it. Um, oh, dude! I love I the just... fact that animalities were included in this movie. Oh, yeah, like, that... I love. That that's the thing. Maybe that's another thing that I love about this movie. They were it was unabashedly like the the video game, the game. B- brought to life, and I love that. To honestly like, but if and I think gonna, that's maybe why I gonna... like it so much more. It's so over the top and it's so ridiculous. It's the video game brought to life, but in live action. But if you're gonna, you don't do see the, that very often. If you're gonna do the animalities, though, just do it better. No way. Just that do CG, it fucking amazing. Oh, God. The fight scene between <laughs> Liu Kang and Shao Kahn. Or was that Shao Kahn? Yeah, Shao Kahn. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the best. It's the best. Oh, it's terrible. I wish every dude. Godzilla movie looked like that. Oh, my gosh. It's so, <laughs> so bad. Suddenly, Godzilla 98 looks amazing, doesn't it? Uh, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I would actually I'd go so far as to say that that's one of the better Godzilla movies just <laughs> Just so that you would concede that this movie sucks. <laughs> I'm not going to concede the movie sucks. <laughs> um, that that CG at the end, though, it's it's one of those scenes that's so bad it's almost infamous. Like you could never you could never strike this movie from the film lexicon of the world because it's so bad, right? Yeah. Like it has to be preserved. Yeah, <laughs> that is so bad. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. I loved it. Reptile is. So terrible in this movie. Um, His reptiles uh, fight in this is so bad where he's, he starts off as like the bigger version of reptile. There's like, isn't there like, isn't there like 20 reptiles in this movie? Oh, you're talking about the, you're talking about the scene where uh, it's right after the mud wrestling scene where um, the dragon that is it the dragon tattoo inhabits one of those big statue creatures. And then it turns into that big like, like monster that Jax comes and starts to beat the shit out of. Yes, yes, yeah. that's it. Yes, yeah, that's awful. Yes, it's so, so bad, awful. Just the fucking worst. <laughs> Speaking of reptile, though, there's a version, and stick with me. There's a version of Sub Zero in this movie that mm-hmm. shows up in the beginning where Sub Zero and is it Scorpion that fight. Yeah, it's Sub Zero and Scorpion, I believe. They're fighting on like this this weird uh, Sub Zero like uh, like ice bridge, and the more they fight, the more the bridge just kind of collapses into it. It looks fucking terrible. It looks like <laughs> something that like it's like they were fighting at fucking Chuck E. Cheese or something like that. Like the, the sets look terrible in this. Oh, and not only that, but I was, fucking loved it, was, it. It was made by the it was made by the weird like jank ass like secondhand scorpion or not scorpion secondhand sub-zero so like sub-zero's this is why, brother yeah so this is why i brought this up though it's secondhand sub-zero but it's firsthand reptile because that was the same actor that played reptile in the first movie oh was it really same dude yeah <clears throat> so you it's funny that you said before though that you liked his style and his style was very similar to that right on 
in this fight scene. Um, um, and I love how like le- like legit they took it from the game, having the scar over his eye and the whole deal. Yeah, like, yeah, it was yeah. like they they didn't like do anything original whatsoever. <laughs> like it was take it from the game. That's what's in the movie. Done. We are know? not into taking risks. <laughs> uh, speaking of actors, I so I was watching one of the fight scenes after Raiden comes back with his super cool frosted tips and everything. Yeah, and he. Uh, there's a scene where he's fighting two of the reptiles mm-hmm. and like the reptile uh, um, uh, doppelgangers or whatever the hell. And I was watching the scene and I was like, I was like, man, they did not even attempt to find an actor, a stunt double that looked anything like James Remar to do this. He's like a foot taller. <laughs> and 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 like 10 years younger at least and then i uh was watching the credits at the end of the at, at the you end know of the who movie. it was right well that's what i, I yeah, yeah okay I, I, <laughs> this is this is this is one of those things where you didn't need to interrupt me <laughs> you fucking prick <laughs> at least i do didn't you, give it do, away <laughs> do you want would you like to say it since no, you already started no 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 <laughs> um it was uh ray park who ray park did you know this, Mike? Did you know this? I actually didn't know that until I looked it up today. I was going through probably the same shit you were. In all fairness, I didn't know that. Did, oh, um, did, did you know who it was? No, who? No, did you? Uh, who? Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> you're really I hate good you at so much. You're really good at ruining <laughs> my things. <laughs> Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Speaking of stunt doubles. Oh, uh, oh wait, who... just in case anybody know, doesn't know who Ray Park is, is Darth Maul. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, it's funny. He is Darth Maul. And that's probably what everyone knows him by. I know him more as Toad from the first X-Men movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know why. That's why that's his first role that pops into my head all the time. I know but why. I know why. I always think of him as Toad from uh, from the X-Men movie. You, like, you love that fucking tongue, don't you? No, it's because it's because he looks like Wes Borland in that movie. He does, you're right. He does. Like I actually look when I, when X Men first came out, I looked up the casting to make sure that that wasn't Wes Borland because I thought maybe because it'd be great casting. Because Wes Borland's a weirdo, like you know. Yeah, I, 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 I'm into it. Um, so here's the thing, though. Speaking of weird stunt doubles, um, Robin Shaw's stunt double. Did you know who it was? Who was that? Did you know? No, who was it? I don't know. I actually don't. Yeah. <laughs> just wanted to be an asshole so, like you for a minute. See what it felt like. <laughs> Good luck. Take, it takes a lot of training to become this guy of an asshole. Um, so Robin Shaw had a stunt double, though, um, that was mostly in his fight scene with Baraka. Okay. Which, let, let's be honest, they really shit the bed oh, with shit Baraka. The bed. He looked terrible. Baraka is like, such a cool character, and they had yeah. such a cool opportunity to make a really awesome character in the movie, and, and they fucking and there was shit nothing, the bed. nothing redeeming, even in an ironic way, about Baraka. No, he just looked terrible, He's just awful, all of his multiple ways, right? But because Robin Shaw was filming other scenes while this scene was being filmed they had his stunt double do a lot of the uh takes and yeah. a lot of the stuff that you see yeah that stunt double is none other than tony ja really yes nice right That's this cool, is why man. i love this movie so much 
you know how much I love Tony Jaa. I do, yes. <laughs> and I didn't actually know that until very recently, so I that's, guess it just works out. But that's cool. Um, that's that actually was probably pretty... back when he was an un- in unknown. Oh, complete unknown. Yeah, yeah. Tony <laughs> Jaa was also a stunt double in some Jackie Chan movies and some other stuff. So like, yeah. he made the rounds as a stunt guy, like like a one in a million stunt guy that was just sure, on yeah. sets, um, and you know worked his way up. But like, yeah, Tony Jaa apparently in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. That's right. Ironically enough, would go ahead to work with director of the original Mortal Kombat in the new Monster Hunter. It's a That's fucking awesome. weird. It's a weird world. And then if you wanna if you wanna tie movies that we were talking about, this is something that I didn't know until today when I finished this movie, and I was I was I don't even think I would have caught this had I not watched the entire credits roll. Um. But we were talking, and and actually, now that I know that it was, um, now that I realize it was John Leonetti who mm-hmm. directed this film, yeah, who went on to do stuff like Annabelle, which is mm-hmm. in the Wanaverse. Joseph Bashara did a track for this movie. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Oh, that's there's a track in this movie called <clears throat> "Death Is the Only Way," and Joseph Bashara w- uh, composed that that track. I had no idea. That's that's um, actually pretty which cool. Is pretty cool. It's just like Hollywood's a fucking tangled web dude it's really cool i have before we move on i have i have two more things i want to add to this first off the soundtrack to this movie and the first movie for in all fairness are fucking baller as all hell they're so good well you know why right kmfdm and the immortals buckethead Oh, and Buckethead, you're right. Buckethead, so bro. we had said back in episode 39, I had was <laughs> I proclaimed very, very strongly that KMFDM did the uh, original theme song to uh, Mortal Kombat. Not true. It was the Immortals. <laughs> 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 Not, but however, KMFDM did do the theme to Mortal Kombat Annihilation, but it was just the theme, the cre- end credits theme. You know what I read that was earlier that I uh the uh this is going back to the original Mortal Kombat the the soundtrack for the original Mortal Kombat went platinum in 2 weeks. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Pretty crazy. Yeah. And uh, like Sony and one other big uh record label turned them down because yeah, they that's... wanted to because the 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 people who made Mortal Kombat they wanted it to be an EDM record. And Which it pretty and, much was. And oh no 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 it it was. So Sony, Sony, and I can't remember who who the hell else it was. There was another big record company, and they're like, "No, we need like popular artists on there." They wanted like fucking Janet Jackson, and <laughs> and somebody else, and they're like, "No, we're gonna release this as an EDM record because that's what Mortal Kombat is. That's just the mm-hmm. way it's gonna be." So TVT, a relatively unknown record label at the time, picked uh... up the the soundtrack yeah. and it went platinum in two weeks <laughs> it's the record label that made such bands like seven dust famous yeah just putting that out there is it really tvt yeah, yeah. Wow. they were their first yeah. uh seven dust record label That's right. um my other my other last point that i wanted to make because i'm trying to convince you of this okay would you agree that the fight sequences in mortal kombat annihilation were better than in mortal kombat because i would make that argument they were way more entertaining. They there, were faster paced. They were choreographed better. There were there were a few that I will say, not all of them. Well, none of them in the first movie were good. Let's just be honest. They weren't. 
They were, very, uh, they were all slow. You already agreed with me on this. They were, they were couple, all slow. There were they a were couple all that were decent, weird. but yeah, yeah, they were all very like blocked out. You yeah. could tell they were blocked out. The second out. movie was way better. The second movie did have well, there was like like I said, the the um um Liu Kang versus uh um reptile in the first yep. movie. That was yep. pretty good. Uh but a lot of them felt really blocked out. Yes, I will agree with you that a lot of the fight scenes in this movie Okay, we're, so we're better. Let us recap. You have certain main characters that were better. You had the no. Fight we don't. Scenes we don't have to recap. Have. <laughs> I've already disagreed with you on everything except for the fight scenes. No, you've agreed with me that Sonya Blade was better. That Jax was better. Now the fight Sonya, scenes are better. I didn't say Sonya Blade was better. Yes, you did. did. Say, yes, okay, you literally whatever. agreed with me. Did I say she? I don't think she. I don't think yes, I said she was did. better. I don't think I said that she was better. You did. Mortal Lisa, no one who wants to admit this. Annihilation might be worse in some ways, yes. But as a, as, as a totality of a movie, no. it's a better movie. It's not. It is. No, it's not. Nobody wants to admit it, though. I won't. <laughs> it's not that you're I don't living, want to. It's you're just living that it's under not. a rock, all right? I don't know no. what to tell you. <laughs> Uh, by the way, Sandra Hess, the girl who played uh, Sonya Blade, yeah, still an absolute babe to this yeah. day. Yeah, she uh, is. She's she's married to Michael Truco. You know who that mm-hmm. is? I do. The dude who got stabbed in the neck in Hush. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and they are a handsome couple. I looked. I, uh, I is looked she at, handsome too? She's yeah, changed a lot. They are, they are a handsome couple. <laughs> no, I, I I looked them up on uh, on Instagram, and they're just a. That's just a good-looking couple. They're just couple. a delight. They are. That's just a good-looking couple. They've the the years have been kind to both of them, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. God, bl- God bless. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James. Uh, that leaves us with one more movie, and uh, I think there's only one thing left to do with it. Oh, uh, actually, we decided that we're going to finish him next week because we're we're coming up on a two and a half hour episode already and mike and i decided that we're probably going to talk about this movie for longer than we rightfully should which would probably put us at like it would probably put us at like a three hour episode so yeah we 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 realize we have a lot more to say about this than we thought so um and and we didn't we didn't follow our own rules that we decided that we were going to stick by at the beginning of this uh episode which is like you know maybe talk about the first two movies for 20 minutes or so a piece just like (laughs) just like shang soon we don't follow the rules bitch follow those rules which baby (laughs) and we don't even care we don't feel bad about it so we're gonna stretch this one into two episodes um And also, you know what? Mike's going camping next week, full disclosure, which means he, he might not have a lot of time to watch movies. So we're gonna we're gonna wait. We're gonna do uh Mortal Kombat 2021 next week. Maybe even get Vito involved if he feels we'll like see. it. We'll see. We'll see. And, Don't, uh, no promises. And we'll have a long conversation about the new about the new Mortal Kombat because I think uh I think it's worth it. It's got a yep. it's got a lot going on. So Yep. We can just really, really nerd out about it, you know? And you can explain to uh, to Vito how you now accept that Mortal Kombat Annihilation is better than the first one. Just keep pushing it. If you keep... <laughs> if you keep pu- that's, persistence is the key. If you keep pushing it, maybe eventually I will agree with you. That's why your mom likes me. That's true. That's true. You really wore her down. <laughs> 
All right. So, yeah, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, sorry we didn't get to 2021, but, you know, next week we'll uh, we'll come back fresh-faced and fresh-voiced, hopefully less hematomas in our throats. and mm, uh, Hopefully. <laughs> and we'll... We'll really give uh, 2021 a good rundown, so, um, and a good rub down too. You know, you know what I mean. So, uh, yeah, James. <laughs> uh, before before I before I launch into where you can find us on socials, I do want to say this: um, us, this podcast, as well as uh, a few other podcasts that we know in the in the community, have been noticing that. Maybe there's something wacky going on with the algorithms as far as uh, as, as as far as our material getting out to you guys, uh, as far as um, you know, listeners being drawn into the show. We're noticing, well, dude, 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 don't even sugarcoat it. Just tell them what's going on. Yeah, we're we're just noticing we're noticing a drop in our plays, and yep. you know, we we would have thought maybe, oh, hey, <laughs> maybe people just don't like listening to our show anymore. But which which is which is a valid which is. It's, it's, it's completely totally, valid. Totally possible, <laughs> and we were actually totally comfortable with it. But then we realized that there's a, there's other shows that are experiencing the exact same thing, and they seem to be experiencing the same thing uh, on the same timeline. Like it yeah, started the, happening the right around right around uh, early to mid February. So we yeah. have, we have no idea what's going on. We're trying to figure it out, but all we want to say is. Um, if you could just uh, help us by sharing sharing our episodes, commenting, uh, um, liking our episodes uh, on on whatever platform. If you're listening on Apple i uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, like give us a review, give us a star rating. If you're listening on SoundCloud, give us a review, leave comments, like and share. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll help us out a lot and. If you listen to other podcasts in this community, do the exact same thing for them because sure. it seems like other people are kind of hurting right now too. So yeah, just yeah, we uh, it's 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 really bizarre. We don't know what happened. Like it seems like like the James said around the like, February mark, it just kind of seemed like things fell off, and we thought it was just us. Like we thought it was like ah, well, people yeah. finally learned. Nobody likes us anymore. No one likes us. <laughs> no big deal. Come to find out, we are not the only one. There seems to be some sort of a weird thing. Maybe it's like a weird world event. Like maybe the aliens finally came. Yeah. Or maybe first those... mark is podcasts. Like right, they're, they're maybe, siphoning us off. Or maybe it's but, those, um, maybe it's those damn Swedish hackers I've been hearing all about. Ooh. Oh yeah, bastards. But they're sexy, so you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, we we don't know what's going on though. Like our plays. Let's be honest, our plays have been down. A lot of other shows, their plays have been down too, though. We don't know what's going on. It's a weird uh, conspiracy here. It is. It is. Sounds like a sounds like a job for uh, for Mister Mister Tom Hanks. Little uh, Dan Brown action going or if on. He's not available. <laughs> Tam Honks. I'm 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 him to Tam Honks. It's like the Asian version. Tam Honks. <laughs> oh, I think that might have been mildly racist, but we'll just roll with it. <laughs> No. Well, in the meantime, until next week when we come back and we talk about Mortal Kombat 2021, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud. Get your shit together at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. 
You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. Uh, hey, we're everywhere. You've already found us. Clearly, you've li- you're listening to us, so you you know where we are. If you found us, like and share, like and share, comment. You know, do all the do all the bro stuff. Yeah, be just a be a, be a be a dude, not be a, a dick, right? Or be a dudette if you're you know if you're a chick. Yeah. yeah, if you're of the chick persuasion. Ooh, be a of dudette. that persuasion. <laughs> um but yeah you know tell a friend you know it, it helps the show if uh if you have a, fr- a friend that is into horror stuff and like hey here's a podcast that you uh you might fancy or we if, might fancy them or if you fr- have you a never friend know. or if you have a friend who has a weird thing for drunk guys who can't get their lives together and mm. uh you know just sort of sit around talking about our you know dumb shit it's true that's, that's actually very true <laughs> It's a we pretty. A type. It's a pretty specific we- <laughs> kink, but we know you're out there. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it on uh, on kinkvideo.com. So. I, fu- I found one. I married one. So you know they're out there. All right, Michael. Till next James, week, bud. Cheers. Sir, cheers. Everybody out there. Cheers. We love you. Have a good night.